Y'all, it is my favorite day in the NBA calendar. For the day this comes out, it is officially the start of NBA free agency. I think by the time y'all are listening to this, free agency will be starting in like four or five hours. So today we're going to talk about all the biggest rumors, the people that have already signed extensions, people that have already been waived. And then after that, we're going to go through and we're going to go by every single NBA team and talk about their biggest need that needs to be filled in free agency. This is your favorite way. day? This is your favorite day for real? Bro, I fucking love transactions. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> such a, a 2K nerd. I, I, exactly. Yeah. I'm such a new age NBA fan. It's not really my favorite day, but I'm definitely a little slut for trades and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here for it. That's you funny. see, I'm not as big of a fan because trades and all that stuff happens at the most impromptu times. Like back when Kawhi <laughs> Leonard got traded, it was like 3, 4 a.m. Everybody was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, that was crazy. Yeah. yeah, man. So also for y'all watching, a few days ago, we concluded our first round of giveaways for our merch drop. We gave away the first hoodie. You'll see the guy who won it on screen. Can't remember his name right now. But by the time this episode comes out, we'll have our second giveaway started. So if you go to our channel and go to the community tab, you'll see a post to give away our first t-shirt. So go in there right now or after you watch the full episode and follow us on Twitter, comment, do everything you see in the post to try to win that t-shirt. Good luck. These yeah. t-shirts hard. <laughs> They are. Hard. They are. <laughs> they're they're stitched. They're, they're clean. All right. Let's let's get into it because some stuff happened today that I'm 100 percent ready to talk about. Okay. Okay. Tell tell us what the first news score is going to be. Lead us into it. Yes. Okay. So James Harden opted into his player deal. He's, he opted into 35.6 million dollars. But him and mm-hmm. the Sixers have basically agreed. He's done there. He's played his last game. They're talking about working with him to get a trade done. The two teams that came up, the Clippers and the Knicks, which I wasn't very happy to hear that we were <laughs> that we were interested in trading for James Harden but that's kind of the news of the day and so now everybody's trying to figure out where James Harden's going to play next um yeah yeah so listen the, and the Houston thing is also a little bit out of there I know that was like a big thing at the start of the year what do y'all think about where James Harden is going to end up it's interesting because we've all, we all been saying for months now that he wants to go back to Houston and it seemed like the interest is mutual but yeah you're right this confirms that Clearly, they and the 76ers both didn't want to commit to him long term. I think that was the hiccup is that he wanted multiple years in the deal to be like a long term commitment. And they were like, listen, man, your hamstring is mush. We're not giving you more than two years. So it's interesting because he's not like you said, he, he opted in exclusively to request a trade. I want to see him on the Clippers. What do you think, Mo? Yeah, you put him on the Clippers, it's going to be all-time or all-team hospital bed right there. <laughs> like, they're not playing any games for real. It'll be actually dope, and he is he fixes, like, just about all the problems that they have. But overall, when I think about, like, James Harden and the last two years of his career, this is the third time where he demanded, requested a trade. And so if I'm any team, every team, I am – not hesitant to give him a contract because it's like or make that trade because he's like an all-time great and a lot of people overthink things like this but at the same time like how much of your future do you want to compromise for a player like james harden at this stage of his career i mean that's the crazy thing clearly the 76ers weren't trying to give him that multi-year deal so even they agree they've had him and even they who it's in their best interest to retain their second star even they're like we can't rely on this guy for four years we're not giving him a four-year max that's crazy well, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, if they're if they're gonna get assets for him, then I think it's okay to let go. Now, if he was just to walk, I think obviously, like that would be the the worst case scenario. Yeah. But for two straight years, if you're the Sixers, you've had James Harden in the last game of the season 
be a complete no-show. And if yeah. you are on Joel Embiid trade watch and you are trying to get him a championship, you're trying to get him to stay, there's already rumblings that like he's probably going to be the next star to ask out. The second guy next to him needs to be able to, to pick up the load and to keep going. And so it's like, if James Harden is not that guy, then you might as well move on, get some more assets, let Maxi run the team, and we'll figure this out later. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, they're going to get assets back for him, but they're not going to be good assets. Like, if he's going to the Clippers, the team that wants him, they get Norm Powell, Terrence Mann, and Zubak. Like, is that going to be enough to make Joel Embiid want to stay there? Is there no is there no scenario that y'all see in which Paul George gets to the Sixers? Absolutely not. No. I would not do that at all. Like For one year, James Harden? Hell no. Yeah, and over the last few years, like I don't want to say that Paul George has been better than James Harden, but there's no needle moving in my mind, even if you do swap it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I just think for James, for James, and I know that he hasn't been as, as durable, but for the Clippers, it makes sense. It, it makes sense just because their guys really, really haven't been durable. and But you're just banking a lot on guys who just don't show up one way or another. And so that's why I just don't... I, I understand why the Clippers want to go after James Harden. They feel like they need another piece, right, as insurance for Kawhi because he can't play three games in the playoffs without his knee falling apart. But that can't be the guy that you're going for. I it just it just with the with the two stars that you already have, like we've said, and their inability to be on the court at any major moment. Why would you add another guy who might be there, but he his play is going to act like he's not there at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're exactly. desperate, right? Like they people were talking about after this last playoff run, you can't rely on Paul George or Kawhi whatsoever. Even Jerry West said that on Paul George's pod. So it's pure desperation. Like they have to do something different to give them a chance, because. No, it hasn't been working, right? Like, whether it be for on-court reasons, like in the bubble, or health reasons, like we've seen after, they're like, we got to make a big swing. And maybe the vision is, if we have two stars who can't stay healthy, a third star gives us some insurance for that. Because even if one's out, we're going to have two other guys. But, yeah, I mean, he, he, on the paper, it makes sense, The issue with right? that, though, is, like, Harden is not real insurance because of the injury issues. Like, in general, yes, he is because of his play style and his ability to, like carry a low ceiling team who's depleted of the stars so even that it's like there's a there's a nick in that in which i don't believe in that if you're going to trade for james harden i think you're trading him for or you're getting him for the wrong reasons you know like if this was five years ago or six seven eight years ago yeah for sure it makes complete sense he can do that on a consistent basis but he hasn't shown that over the past year year and a half so i don't i don't yeah. know they've tried this with like they they the point guard options they had over the last few years was has been Rondo, blah, James Hart or <laughs> John Wall, blah, Russell Westbrook. It actually was pretty good and he helped win them a game in the most awkward way ever in the playoffs. But a still game. like blah. <laughs> nice. Great. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I don't know. I think Donovan, this, this is just an all time Clippers move if they do this. Facts. <laughs> all time Clippers facts. move. That's a great way to describe it. Facts. Okay, well Donovan, you said you when you said you saw the Knicks were in there. Why don't you want him on the Knicks? We have Jalen Brunson. Like, you already have a point guard who you're putting the entire offense on, and he's much younger, much cheaper, and you won a playoff series with him being the best player on the team. Everybody else can go. 
right? It's very clear that Jalen Brunson is the star and the leader of this team. And now it's about how you're going to fill the team around him. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that having James Harden next to Jalen Brunson is a smart thing to do. I think I think the best thing to do is to figure out how how do you get Julius Randle about the paint, right? How do you get him? <laughs> how do you get him for real? How do you get him on on yeah. another team where you can get somebody who's a little bit more reliable, somebody who can who can move the offense a little bit uh, better than he can, and just somebody that you feel that you can trust a little bit? Because no matter what Julius Randle does, I think from this point on. We're going to get to the playoffs and all Nick fans are going to be looking around and just every game holding their breath on. Are we going to get the Julius Randle that we've seen all year? The one that, you know, snuck into all NBA, the all-star version, or are we going to get two for 14 in an elimination game? Like what's happening? (laughs) And James Harden just feels redundant with Jalen Brunson there. And especially with Brunson elevating and peaking or not even peaking, but just elevating the way he was this year. That makes total sense. Yeah. I don't hate the idea of him and Jalen Brunson. But I don't love it either for the reasons you said. It would put Harden more as like back to his old two guard days mm-hmm. when he was playing originally before he, uh, before Mike D'Antoni made him the like full time point guard. Sure, I guess. But his biggest strength at this point is his passing. So I I don't I don't really see the vision now that I'm talking about need, it. Need to find a way to get him to Minnesota. Get Cat out the paint. <laughs> get James Harden to Minnesota. I don't. You want to see Cat and Joel Embiid? <laughs> Uh, listen, it's gonna have to be a three teamer. Everybody, hop on the NBA trade machines. Send us some, send us some trades. Figure out a way to get James Harden to Minnesota, because that would, yeah. off the top of my head, that's the only thing that's making sense right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. All right, let's move on to the other guard that's been in the news, other star caliber guard, Kyrie. Wait, 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 real quick, like okay, just real quick. If James Harden does get moved, like that has to mean that Joel Embiid's future over there for the 76ers like it has to be like ticking and running right oh yeah it puts them on the clock immediately because then it That's makes the biggest because thing. then it makes this next season it's going to be Embiid, maxi and tobias harris and if you don't have any other assets to go to to go get like a legitimate start <laughs> like you're banking a lot on tyrese maxi making a huge huge jump and i think we all love tyrese maxi but do we think that he's going to be a you know all nba type player this next year and like the caliber that you need to win a championship i do not <sighs> probably not not as bad yeah so what's what's going on with the sixers what are we doing if james harden walks like yeah and beats on the clock after that yeah I, utah jazz utah jazz Oklahoma City Thunder, hell, maybe even the New Orleans Pelicans. All the teams who has hella picks, this is your time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> this is 100%. the guy you were trying to cash in for. Yeah, yeah it's definitely going to be. He, I don't think he's the type of guy to request a trade like immediately. But going, he's going to go in the next season. He's going to have Tobias Harris. He's number two, scoring twenty-two points per game instead of twenty, and not shit's going to change. And he's yeah. going to be on that clock real fast, like you said. Maybe next trade deadline, we're going to see some movement. Love to see it. Now let's move on to the other guard that's in the news, Kyrie Irving. He's officially visiting with other teams, exploring his free agency route. It came out today that he's meeting with the Suns and what was the other team? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Was it the Suns and Mavs? I can't remember. I but think anyways, it was the Mavs too. Okay, yeah, well the interesting matter. part here is the Suns, obviously, because they trade for Bradley Beal. So they have KD, Booker, Bradley Beal, Aiton, and a bunch of minimums. So they're interested in Kyrie Irving, which why screams to me just Kyrie Irving doing that for leverage against the Mavs because he knows the Suns can't get him. The only way the Suns could get him is if he signed a minimum contract or if they sign and traded him for Aiton and he'd still take a fat pay cut. 
which for all we from what we know, that's his prerogative, his prerogative is to get paid. That's why he requested a trade from the Nets. Yeah. So hard to imagine he'd go to the Suns for the minimum. Oh no, he's there's there's absolutely yeah. no way he signed. No way. Him. Yeah, he's not a ring chaser. He's fucking twenty nine. <laughs> that would set a crazy yeah. precedent if yeah. if stars just started signing veteran minimums to to team up. <laughs> To make also teams? That doesn't make any sense. My thing with Kyrie is, like, if you're going to do this, the re- I don't know if the news was real or fake. Probably is real because it came from Chris Haynes. Like, why not be more realistic with this? Because at this point, like, you're sending the wrong type of message because of the type of team that you're going towards. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, like I said, it just seems like he's going to be with the Mavs, and it's a negotiation tactic to see if he can get the full four or five years that he wants. Because I imagine the Mavs want to give him a smaller commitment because he's Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. There's honest, there's no reason for Kyrie to do this. He has the leverage in the situation. The Mavs traded all of these assets to go get Kyrie, and if he walked for for nothing, like then the Mavs themselves would be in a terrible position because then you would have Luca with literally absolutely nobody, and. Yeah. So I think Kyrie has enough leverage in the situation to get the money he wants, maybe, maybe even to, to get the years and get the, the most ideal contract. But he doesn't need to be doing doing this. And the Suns, the, there's, it would be so stupid for the Suns to trade, to trade their center to go get another guard and then really have absolutely no depth whatsoever. Pure bucket getters. It'd be hilarious. It's awful. It'd be like Team USA. It would just be ridiculous the way they'd be playing. Not even Team USA. Just NBA Street. That's all. That's all <laughs> it would be. It's it's not a good idea. Someone said it would be the all time. Oh, go do his ass team. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's an accurate description. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't even want to talk about it. Like Kyrie's gonna be mad. I think we all agree on that, right? Yes. Yeah. Just a troll. I saw a report that the Heat are putting their interest toward trying to get him instead of Lillard. Maybe the Heat could pull off a sign-in trade of some sort. I, I wouldn't hate that if they could do some kind of hero Robinson picks for Kyrie if he was dead set on leaving. But we also I saw think that would be a fantastic that, move. Yeah, it'd be dope, right? But we also saw some reports. I don't know how true they are if it comes down to it. That apparently, the Mavs aren't willing to facilitate a trade for him. So just maybe if it comes down to losing him for nothing, they would do it. But they're probably not interested. That's one. One, that's just petty on the Mavs part. Two, I would pay money to see how Pat Riley interacts with Kyrie Irving. Pat Riley <laughs> and the Heat and the most, we're just going to put our head down and go to work franchise with Kyrie Irving, who does absolutely whatever he wants. Please let me know what that initial conversation looks like, because that would be the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Let's fly through these news stories real quick so we can get to the bed and butter. Next thing is Moe's Hawks traded traded uh, John Collins finally. After years of being on the trade block, we've heard a thousand stories about how he's available, but it never gets done. It finally got done. And the yep. return, jack shit. They, trade, they traded <laughs> him as a salary dump, got basically literally nothing in return, and got rid of him to be under the luxury tax and not hit the new, uh, new second apron in the CBA. So Mo, what how this do you feel? whole entire CBA is doing is exposing how good of a game these GMs have holistically. Not only do you have to be really nice at drafting, which the Hawks were pretty good at drafting, if not like A+, plus, you got to give them like B+, because they did everything pretty much that they're supposed to do except for get Luka. But when it comes to like these contracts and after that 2021 run, 
you know, they just started giving out contracts to everyone. Like we were Oprah, like <laughs> fucking Travis Inc was literally Oprah. Like DeAndre Hunter, you get a contract, <laughs> uh, 14 points per game. Oh, John Collins, go ahead. You get a contract. Clint Capella, <laughs> you get a contract. It's just, it was just kind of OD, you know? And so this is just like, it was insane mismanagement that was being done when it came to the business aspect of the Hawks. And on top of that, they waited way too long in order to get off yep. of John Collins. You should yep. trade him and pick a peak of his powers exactly. and finesse the team. But instead, you put your team in literally a headlock from hell, and now you're just throwing him away for Rudy Gay, who we tried to get a couple years ago, and now we finally have him when he's there. So yeah, this is a punch to the stomach. Yeah, it sucks. Like You're right. Like On one hand, they don't need John Collins. They have too many bodies. They can unleash A.J. Griffin, Jalen Johnson, kind of like let those young guys get more run. John Collins wasn't being best utilized next to Trey Young and John T. Murray. He's just not the right fit. So getting rid of him is fine. But like you said, if they traded him a year ago or two years ago, they could have got two first-round picks on a young player. So to wait too long and get nothing for him, it's just like at some point it's a sunk cost, I guess. But like you said, mismanagement just a terrible move like there's no way to justify it yeah exactly and this is just like what has to happen at this point and this the hawks aren't going to be the only team who does makes these types of moves like a lot of gms past moves are going to be ex are going to be exposed um and so yeah as a hawks fan like this you do this because like a, your plan is a you're gonna let jalen johnson get some serious running because he has real talent that works in the type of offense that you'd like to run with Trey Young in a perfect world, but this world ain't perfect, especially Trey Young's game. Him like <laughs> him like I have the ball in his hands all the time. But regardless of the fact, Jalen Johnson can hoop. AJ Griffin, like you said, can seriously hoop. And you have that option, okay, to fall back on, but really Option A might be Pascal Siakam. I saw those rumors. As soon as I saw that tweet up on my uh, Twitter for you page, I was on my knees praying to God on a glorious Sunday <laughs> <or> Saturday. <laughs> so there are yeah. multiple moves to be made after this. And with the Hawks and all of the Hawks fans out there, like just got to take to the chest. We lost our heart, our soul, our leader. But it is what it is. Word? <laughs> yes, he was the heart of that team. That's easily. crazy. <laughs> our producer so we have a producer now who's running this camera you're seeing right now our guy Nikhil just pulled up Mo's tweet <laughs> on my knees this glorious Saturday praying the Hawks get Pascal Siakam <laughs> he was not lying his ass was on his knees truth <laughs> yeah that's exactly hilarious. bro exactly, that's hilarious bro. yeah man terrible move if if because Fred VanVleet's probably gonna leave the Raptors if that happens there will be a snowball effect where maybe they'll trade Siakam. If that happens, cool. You guys have a good chance of getting him. If not, your team just got worse for monetary reasons, and it sucks to be a Hawks fan right now. Well, brighter side of things, Jalen Johnson gets to get some more burn, which I'm a fan of. Nice. You could have had both, but great. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's addition by subtraction. You never know. They're not going to be that much worse, realistically. It's just bad asset management. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to something else. That, another transa- uh, transaction. The Timberwolves extended Nas Reed. Three years, $42 million. What are they fire his agent. What are they Fire his agent, bro. Yeah. On one hand, Nas Reed got paid. Good for him. Yeah. It's a steal for the Timberwolves. That's great value for somebody who I keep saying, if he was able to get a starting position, would be like, not an all-star, but like a high-level role player, like just under sub-all-star level. So to get him for that price is a steal. 
But they're three, they have like $140 million a year tied up in three centers. What are they doing? They have to be preparing. And this, this is what I'm taking the ass. One of, one, one of those guys is getting moved, right? Either Cat or Gobert, they have to get moved at this point. And I, I don't know. I think that they're going to go into the season next year and think that, hey, we missed 51 games of Cat. There wasn't a lot of time to gel. Let's give this, let's give this core a legitimate chance to thrive. Us on the outside, right, when we're not delusional, we can see that that core is not going to do anything serious, that that is just for fun, right? That was the idea. <laughs> that, listen, that was just an idea. It was a science experiment. It's not going to work, but they're going to commit to that. <laughs> they need to get Cat about the paint. That needs that needs to happen. Fully turn the, the keys over to to uh, to Anthony Edwards and go get some assets back for from Cat, and then we can start this rebuild. But that was that move is so weird that I just don't believe that a team can be. I, and even though that we've seen teams be that dumb, I don't think that I don't think that the Timberwolves are going to be that stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I I agree they should trade Cat, but let's say they don't want to trade Cat. It was that or lose Nasri for nothing because he was a really hot free agent target. So worst case scenario, they extended him, got him on a very tradable deal, and in this coming season they can trade him for a wing piece or whatever it needs to be. But like, what, what what's the outcome here? Like, you let him walk for nothing, then you're not going to have cap space. You're not going to be a team that can like sign a star or anything. So either no matter what you do down the line, you might as well extend him. Like you don't exactly you, you just get worse by not doing so. Exactly. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. You don't let Nasri rock, especially for that type of deal, an absolute steal of a contract, especially when it comes to his position. Like the list of free agents is very bleak, and he was easy to one of the top three at his position that teams were fiending for. Young can can do a lot of off the dribble stuff, undrafted. Like he's just exactly what you want when it comes to high quality role or starting player. And so for the Minnesota Timberwolves, I said this, I think, midway or 20, 35 games into the until last season that because of this Rudy Gobert trade, they're going to have to move Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. And with the new state of the NBA and towards the end of Carl Anthony Towns' current contract or whenever his new thing kicks in or whatever, I think he's going to be making like $55, $60 million, <laughs> which is $60 million. <laughs> God, not out of my bank account. And then Rudy Gobert gets thirty nine. <laughs> <sighs> That's terrible, yeah, man. That's awful. Yeah. I, they're, so they're either going to trade Cat in the coming weeks, which has been a lot of rumors about. I think those rumors are more like wishful thinking because everyone's like, "It's the next logical step. We want to see a star traded, like get him out of here." But realistically, I think they go into next year the same and see what happens. And at the deadline, the, if it doesn't work out, they trade Cat. If it is working and they're pretty solid, they trade Nas Reed for a wing. I think that's kind of the play is you hold both for now because you're going to have the same rotation as last year with Nasri as a backup. Mm-hmm. He's overqualified for that position, but you maintain good depth. And then you move one later down the line. That's tough. That's tough because next year, the Western Conference, there's a couple teams that are, that are going to be right back into the mix. And for the Timberwolves who made the play-in, there's a very, very good chance that they are out of the play-in race next year. Like at the end of the season, it just... It, and they trade Cat. They, they, they do, but it, it's funny because now, like you said, you have Nas Reed, a very good player on a tradable contract, and then you have Carl Anthony Towns, who's not 30 yet, and you have two really, really tradable assets, and you might not trade either, and now you're just stuck in <laughs> mid. Yeah, It's a it's no, a weird deal. 
Yeah, they could trade both too. If the, if the deadline comes next year and they're crap again, really shake. They could it up. trade. They could trade Cat somewhere, get a haul for him because he's still valuable. A team that convince himself that he's going to be what sets him apart. They'll get some young pieces, some picks, and they trade Nas Reed for a wing. Maybe the maybe the Trailblazers looking decent, but they need a big. They trade him for Jeremy Grant. And all of a sudden, you have Rudy Gobert, Grant, uh, Edwards, whoever get for Cat. Like that could give them like a new timeline for a young team around Ant and still have an, a great center to put next to him. Like it's weird that they have three star, not three stars, three bigs that they're paying good money, mm-hmm. but it gives them options. I think yeah, I think the the thing about this trade is that it has to be a two parter. Like this one, this, or this signing, the Nas Reed signing only makes sense, and it's only a good deal if there's another move behind it in which you can, you know, loosen up that that rotation. Yeah. Car Anthony Towns, you are going to be a Washington Wizard. <laughs> he, like the Washington Wizards, they need to go ahead and pull the trigger because you know, like, what type of motion are they going to be making alongside? You're talking. Jordan you're fuck around like the cat, and be a hawk. <laughs> okay, let's relax. <laughs> let's relax. That is a cat, nightmare. I would hate. Cat for, De, hey, cat for Dejounte Murray and AJ Griffin. Hey, Who says no? never. We're cooking. Never. We're cooking. Get him away. Get like, him away. Cat and Trey pick and roll. It's pretty unguardable. Yeah, Uh-oh. what do they do on the defensive end? Leave me alone. Oh, Deco Kongu at the four, mopping it up? I don't know. <laughs> no way. Listen, you could do worse. You could uh, do a lot worse. Yeah. I'm good. I'd rather be in the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we move on to the going team by team, talking about the needs, we have like we have three transactions I want to highlight real fast and move on. Okay. First off, Josh Hart opted into his contract. He's going to be in Nick for one more year. Cool. Yes, sir. Very happy. Player. Good place there. Good for him. Yeah. I hope he gets paid, though. I hope they extend him because he should probably get some long-term security. A hundred percent. I want Josh Hart on my team for a long, long time. Nice. Next one just happened a couple hours ago. Harrison Barnes got a fat extension with the Kings. Three years. A little bit of overpay. He's kind of cooked. But How much is it for three years? Was it 54? Actually, it's, the it's, 50, sure. it's 54 million. Yeah. So it's around like 18-ish a year. Yeah. yeah, actually, I guess that's fine. You're not getting a whole that's, lot that's from a, him these days. It's that's a fine value. Yeah, I think that's 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 great. Even though in my mind, I think that they probably shouldn't have done that because it's like, how much more can Harrison Barnes do for your organization? Unless you want to maintain a level of consistency. And yeah, then, that's like, what it is. Get yeah. him out of there. Cool. But that's yeah, they just want the continuity. He's a big part in turning them around. I, there's rumors they're going after Kyle Kuzma, which we'll get to. A lot of people are. But I guess they decided to go continuity. Kuzma's probably looking elsewhere. Probably the Rockets throwing fat money at him. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Last one, the funny one. The Bulls extended Nikola Vucevic for three years, $60 million, and they're committed to being mid. You Listen, I I have no idea what to say. They just like being where they are. And shout out to Vooch, right? 20 mil, it's pretty good. It's just, it's it's a very... Chicago Bulls contract at this point. Yep. They just like to be in this situation. They're probably going to be in the 9 or 10 seed again next year. They're going to be in the play-in. Maybe convince themselves that they can make some type of run. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's, there's not a lot of other things to do with them. Yeah, man. This team is so fucking uninteresting. I just want to say it so we can laugh at them, but I do not care about this team whatsoever. <laughs> Until they decide it's to like- trade Zach Levine, I don't care about this team. Yeah, exactly. It's like they just been dragging it over the last few months, and it's starting. They're starting to give me like I don't want to say it because it sounds harsh, but like Wizards vibe. 
every any chance that I <laughs> that I get to like punt, take a jab at the Wizards, I'm doing it clearly. But it makes complete sense. Like they're just dragging along this process, and they're not eating the L's that they took back when they traded away. Not Larry Marketing, but Wendell Carter Jr. in exchange for Nikola Vucevic, which at the time was like a good trade for a lot of people, but now obviously like development Age and all horribly. stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Age like milk. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, man. The Bulls suck. They're gonna keep sucking. Let's move on. Alright, what's next? We're gonna do the thing that the title is named after. We're gonna go through every NBA team and talk about the biggest need in free agency. Let's go. So we'll talk about specific moves they should make, holes they gotta fill, all that. And I said every NBA team, but I lied. There is ten. <laughs> we are cappers. We're cappers. I'm, I'm a clickbaiter at heart. I always will be. There is ten teams we're gonna talk about off top that we're not gonna talk about because free agency just isn't that relevant to them this year. Whether they're rebuilding or don't have any moves to make, they're just not much to say. So those 10 teams are the Detroit Pistons, you know, young core, not going to make any big splashes, mm-hmm. Utah Jazz, San Antonio Spurs, Washington Wizards, Hornets, Nets, and Kings. The Kings are there because they just did the Harrison Barnes thing, so we know their move. They're kind of done. Other than that, they're going to re- remain con- retain continuity. But the rest of those teams, you, you get it. They're the rebuilding teams that are just going to take on bad contracts, do the normal rebuilding team thing, but they're, no, they're not signing anybody that matters. Yeah, this sounds this sounds good. I think, and out of all those teams, obviously, like the Spurs are probably the most interesting just because they have Wimby. And yeah. so, <laughs> listen, we will be tapped in on Wimby Watch all year. Summer league is coming up; those matchups are going to be very highly touted. I'm excited, but but yeah, outside of that, there's nothing. Yeah, we're good on them for for free agency talks. We're good. Score. We're gonna do the West. Let's do the Western Conference first. We'll start with that. What is the biggest need of the Dallas Mavericks in free agency? Bodies, defense. A hundred percent, yeah. Depth. Are we going to call it depth? Exactly. Yeah, def- defensive depth. Because I don't, I don't think that they need. They don't need to go out and get guys who can just get buckets. So even it would be nice to have a lot of shooters, but obviously those are at a premium. But when your backcourt is Luca and Kyrie, you need all the defense around them to make them any type of credible. And so that should be priority one. So, yeah. so yeah, I would say defensive depth for the Dallas Mavericks. I agree. So specifically on the wings, you know, they lost Dorian Finney-Smith in that Kyrie trade and they never recovered. They've been linked to some interesting names because they have their full mid-level exception, which means they can offer a, a player $12 million and it won't count against the cap. They were linked to Bruce Brown this morning. Everybody is. Everybody wants Bruce Brown. And Dylan Brooks, which it's fucking Dylan Perfect. Brooks, but it's a good fit. If you're good, if he's gonna go somewhere for twelve million dollars, I don't hate him on the Mavericks. Yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting one. I wonder how. I'm very curious to see how Dylan Brooks integrates himself onto another team and just how he like <laughs> carries himself and how he moves himself. That's yeah. because like he is going to be, you know, this like in. <laughs> and Nikhil's, Nikhil's <laughs> out here pulling up crazy pictures of, of Dylan Brooks. Can't, I can't focus. But he, he was, <laughs> this, this forehead is crazy on here. When you guys see this, it's going to be crazy. But like <laughs> Dylan Brooks is trying to be a three, a three and D guy and like kind of a culture guy. Dallas doesn't really have that. So maybe, maybe that's a plus. Maybe he's, he's going to be able to go over there and install some type of like goon into, into the Mavericks, which might be what they need. Yeah, yeah, maybe it'll just be him. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I like that move overall, but just make it simple. Point blank. Period. Point point blank. Period. When I think of Dylan Brooks and on the Dallas Mavericks, of course I like that move, but I I don't know why. But all of a sudden, my mind just takes me back to the point to where when. Dylan Brooks asked Kyrie Irving for a jersey swap, and Kyrie just straight up declined that shit. <laughs> that that is like, too. Yeah, exactly. Mikhail, can you pull that up, Mikhail? Can you pull up the clip? <laughs> Dylan, type it in Twitter. Dylan Brooks, Kyrie Irving jersey swap or whatever. Yeah. He tried to do it. A <laughs> he just like, patted him on the head and walked away. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie so loves everybody, bro. He, he messes with everybody around the league. <laughs> i've never seen that nobody's ever turned down a jersey swap like it's so fucking rude you get a new jersey every game what was he doing with it yeah I'm not. oh you pulled yeah, it up bro. let's watch this yeah okay, this is Dylan this is, off. this is crazy this is crazy he's really expecting he was expecting to swap the jersey <laughs> and then Kyrie just doesn't look he's like nah he's not gonna get it he's he not gonna get it he just walks away he doesn't give him the chance <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that is a season Yo, you really bet. Go to that? That's a season bet for Kyrie. That's that's yeah. how you know he's he's been in the game a long time. He knows who to give his jersey to. Good, yeah. good for him. If Dylan Brooks wants to instill some dog on a team, that's the wrong team in Texas. He needs to go to the Houston Rockets. Immaculate, perfect fit, so they can stop all oh, the no. dumbass basketball. No, 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 no. Oh, no. If you're trying to stop stupid basketball, Dylan Brooks is not your guy. <laughs> he is not the one. Right, you need to get somebody. And listen for the for the Rockets. And I know let's I know, talk about them. Okay, let's real quick them. for the Rockets, their main need. You need either two things. You either need to have been in the league for six years, or you need to be thirty and older. All they need for is adults. Six years. All yep, they need they is adults. adults. They have Facts. they have so many young kids. They have their young core is huge. Their starting lineup next year could be Amen Thompson, Jalen Green, whoever you put in at the three, Jabari Smith Jr. and Shangun. That is four young, young guys. Get some adults in the building, please. Yep. Please. And you know what's funny? They agree. We've seen them be linked to every fucking adult on the free <laughs> market. They're going after Brooke Lopez to be their backup center, I guess. They're going after Kyle Kuzma, which Chris Haynes reported today. They have, they're the leader in the clubhouse to get Kuzma. I guess he could be that starting three next to Jabari Smith. I like that. And it's been reported that they're going to throw $40 million a year at Fred Van Vliet. Fred Rico. Oh, my goodness. And listen, two years, $86 million is a reported deal to come be that point guard to keep them <laughs> in line crazy. and be the adult. That's look, crazy. Look, they, they got the money to blow. They're not going to use it. So a short-term deal to come let this guy be the adult in the room and run the team as a point guard? I like it. It's a, it's a smart move. The number, Yeah, those numbers just sound absolutely absurd for Fred Van Vliet, the dude who couldn't even shoot 40% from the field. But, hey, it is what it is. And with the type of player that he is and just fit on the court, I think he fits seamlessly onto this roster. Oh, yeah. Player who was undrafted. He was an NBA champion. He was an all-star. Dude's been through it in the league. Played in the G League and all that. Like, he's the exact type of personality that you'd want to instill into the Houston Rockets. Exactly, yeah. young boys over there. He's had a grind. It's worth it. He's had a grind for everything he's gotten. And they're a team full of high lottery picks who probably have this entitled young guy attitude. So you bring in the adult in the room who is the complete opposite. Nobody believed in his ass. He looks like he's on the court. He looks like me. He looks like he's 5'6". Like, he, is, <laughs> he is not Jalen Green. I'll tell you that. He is not. But listen, if you give Fred Van Vliet, Drake's tether, $86 million to live in Houston, that whole team, listen, team chemistry will be at an all-time high. They yep. will be running the city of Houston at night every single night that there is not a basketball game. It's going to be <laughs> insane.
you know, it's a good fit. It's a good fit, like X's nose wise too, because he can do a little bit of on-ball point guard stuff. That's what he's been doing with the Raptors the past couple of years. But he was at his best when he was next to Kyle Lowry, and he was like the shooting guard off-ball. And this team has Singoon, who they're going to run some offense through. He's a passing hub. They have Jalen Green, who has some on-ball chops. Amen Thompson, who's a great passer. So Fred VanVleet can come in and run the offense and keep them in line as the adult, but also play next to these guys and give them the on-ball reps they need to develop and probably be better in that role. And, so, with, and with Ime as the coach, this they have, yeah. listen, they have Houston, even if they don't get Van Vliet or Kuzma or whatever, they have a very, very promising future ahead of them with this sure. with this core. And like you said, now that now that um, Amen is there. So I I think, okay, out of those two, which one would you guys rather want? Would you guys rather want Fred or Kuzma? Okay. Yeah. They have so yeah. many wing options. They have they just drafted Cam Whitmore, number 20. They have Tari Eason. They have uh, KPJ is going to go back to being a shooting guard. Jalen Green. Kenyon Martin still. or Kenyon Martin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for, I think they need that point guard. Eventually, he's going to be a man, hopefully. Hopefully, he develops into a true point guard. But I like having a guy there to not force a man to do that right away. They can let him develop and play next to Fred on and off ball. And just, like I said, Fred's the perfect fit culture-wise. Like, they need him. Quick question. What is Kevin Porter Jr. doing right now? Is he still part of that roster? He is asking, yeah, be, be he is, he is asking to stay there because he wants to be <laughs> in, the, in the league. He's, he's begging for a spot. He can, he can put him in a... So, we make fun of him a lot because, like, he shouldn't be the starting point guard. But he's a good shooter. He has he can create off the dribble a little bit. He should be a shooting guard. They should kill the point guard experiment and yes. let him be their backup, too. And he'll be a valuable player. He can be he can be a valuable player in some way, just not the way they're using him now. Just dump him in the Wizards, man. Swear to God. Like, anything, <laughs> you just want to send everybody to DC. Him and Jordan yeah, Poole? Send him to Washington. Oh, him and Jordan Poole? Letting them cook? That would be a crazy bag. That'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's move on to the next team. Insane. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. What is the biggest need of the Golden State Warriors this offseason? Draymond Green. Retaining him? They need they need him. They yeah. need him. It's, he's the he's been the key to their to their entire defensive infrastructure for, the, for this entire run. And it's like he may not fit on a lot of other teams, but he fits in Golden State and they need him. And especially now that you traded Jordan Poole, you have made the decision clear. We would rather Draymond than him. Now it's time to pay up and and keep him on the squad. Yeah, I agree. It's literally that simple. You can you can't let Draymond walk and like we they're not going to right like something would have to go crazy wrong for him to be on another team next year. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be a disrespectful offer. And Mo, are you comfortable paying Draymond Green what he wants? Like you know he's gonna he's gonna want pretty much a max deal. As long as that max deal aligns, like, right when Steph's max deal ends and stuff like that, it can't elongate Steph and Clay's like, deal. Like, I'll, I'd give him a max, but I'm not going to give him anything OD that will attach into my roster when it's like, okay, dude, like, you're at the same age as Udonis Aslam, or you're pushing that <laughs> age, you can't move like that. You're, that you can only, there's only so much that your voice can do to my locker room, and due to my players on the court. So I would definitely yeah. give it to him. He deserves it. He's a big part of their – he's literally like the hub of their defense and a, one of the key parts to their offense. So he's definitely worth it. And he's, he's earned and deserved that title over the last few years. For sure. They're also going to have to replenish a little bit of wing depth because Dante DiVincenzo is probably out of there. So they're going to have to replace him. And, you know, they're already lacking depth a little bit last year. Jonathan Kaminga looks like it's just not going to work out with this team. Maybe they're going to trade him. He's been on the market. So they have some holes outside of just bringing Draymond back. You know they've also been linked to trying to get a stretch big. People talk about them trying to get Porzingis, Brooke Lopez, etc. 
but the problem is i don't really know what that path is because they don't have a lot of flexibility at all yeah yeah they they're really going to have to this is kind of the last chance that they have for this young core like they're gonna give they're gonna put a lot on moses moody's plate he seems to be out of all the out of all the young guys between pool kaminga wiseman who's gone and and him moody was the one who kind of seemed like they trusted the most and so I think he's probably going to get one more chance because he came out in summer league last year and looked really, really good. And it looked like he was taking a leap. And Steve Curry, he only likes him apparently out of the young core. And mm-hmm. I think I think that he's probably going to get the most run and he's going to get the most opportunity at least early on in the year to kind of yeah. fill that. And GP two last year. I mean, listen, GP two's back for a full season. He's probably, yeah. he had he had he had an off season to get healthy, so he's probably going to get a lot of minutes as well. So. I think they, like you said, they don't have a lot of flexibility. They have to turn internal for a lot of these holes. Yeah. You know who I want to see them add to the roster? Mo Bamba. I think if they're interesting. looking for scraps and pennies, like Mo Bamba is literally that, got waived by the Lakers, I think, today. Type of yeah. youngish player who is in the same mold of the type of players that you want to add to this roster, give it a shot. Give it a swing. If it doesn't work out, who cares because it's Mo Bamba. True. Yeah. That's a good transition. Let's talk about the Lakers. As you said, the today was a deadline for uh, guaranteeing contracts that are non-guaranteed. So the Lakers waived Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley. So that puts them in a position now where they can still retain Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura because they're restricted, so they can match anything. They have a small cap hold. That's going to be the last thing they do, but they're going to match any offer for those guys. They still have D'Angelo Russell's cap hold, so they can match him to a certain extent. Obviously, they're not going to pay him anything crazy, but they can bring him back still. But even with doing all that, Raven, those two guys, allowed them to use a full mid-level exception so they can offer a full $12 million to a guy similar to what we said with the Mavericks. So, <laughs> what is the Lakers' biggest need? I mean, is what, is, it, is it Bruce Brown? Is Bruce Brown the, the type of player that, that they need? I Obviously, like, and the Lakers seem to have this mentality, but, like, Retaining Austin Reeves is option like that is priority one. Yep, I was gonna say that it's running it back and finding continuity for the first time. That's their biggest priority. Yeah, exactly. Um, And on top of that, me personally, I would just would like to see another stable or either one or two centers that you can run on a consistent basis alongside Anthony Davis. But first, obviously, like I think you have to keep Austin Reeves with the leaps and the true like. I don't want to say like star or borderline. You could say probably like borderline, very fringe all star no, change no, no. that he's shown. He's a high level like, role player. We don't got to go crazy. High level role player, whatever. Cool. Like they need to keep him. Yeah, yeah for sure. Unless like an, inc- an obnoxious bag is thrown at him. Even then, he's a restricted free agent. They're going to match regardless. Unless somebody offers him $40 million a year, which I don't even know if you can with his structure, they're going to keep him. And yeah, like I said. I'm interested to hear what you guys, what Donovan thinks, like what you said about adding centers next to AD. Because, like I said, priority one, maintaining continuity. Two, with that mid-level exception, there's been a lot of reports that they're linked to Bruce Brown. Apparently, that's that's real. There's a good chance they get him. I would love that, obviously. That allows them to roll out a lineup of Bruce Brown at the three, LeBron at the four, or vice versa, and AD at the five. That can be their bread and butter with Reeves and D'Lo. Cool. But there's been a lot of debate on the timeline on Twitter about should AD play more four with the center next to him. Mo said he likes that. How do you feel about that, Donovan? Because for years we were trying to say AD should be a full-time five. Now everyone's kind of like, eh, maybe he was cooking with the whole I want to be power forward thing. 
No. He they should they should okay. they should stick him at the five. I think yeah. I think when Anthony Davis showed last year playing at the five, it kind of it unlocked a huge, huge like we Anthony Davis just had a legendary defensive postseason run at at the For five. Sure. And you are going to be able to have him there and have other people who are probably a little bit more mobile at the four roaming around because you know that you have AD as your anchor. And so for AD who has a very long injury history, I don't want him moving around, cutting back and forth, right? Playing, playing this, this Giannis role of, I have to kind of be everywhere and roam free safety. You stand in one spot and you have one job and make sure, make sure that nobody scores at the rim. And like, that's where, <laughs> that, that's where you'll be. We can, we can have everybody See. else kind of roam around. My thing is with my thinking is I'm thinking about the teams that you're going to have to go through, which is, again, probably the Denver Nuggets. And every single team that the Denver Nuggets ran through in the playoffs didn't have any didn't have a a, a quality bunch of big bodies to throw at Nicole Jokic. And the last time that an NBA team did was the Lakers back in the 2020 like bubble. True. Western Conference Finals, you know, and so that recipe, I don't want to like, obviously, they had a lot of other great things cooking well, but having Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee and Anthony Davis in that mix, it was also like it did play as a big strength for them, too. So for sure, that's Nikhil, what I'm thinking about. Nikhil, can you pull up the list of NBA free agents and, and show us the centers? Because that's, that's cool. That's a good point, because I agree. AD should be the starting center for the Lakers. They should keep getting this formula. But they need a backup center because their backup centers this year, Wenyan Gabriel, Mo Bamba, who's gone, and they gave Tristan Thompson minutes in the Western Conference Finals. So they need, they need a backup. Minutes, though. Yeah, he had a, <laughs> he had a great four minutes in that game. But uh, they need a backup center of some sort. And and look, yeah. that's 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 true. But like, here, here's my thing: if Anthony Davis can't stop Nikola Jokic, or if he can't slow him down. I'm not trusting anybody else in the league to do it. And so you might as well, you might as well keep AD at the five. And like Isaac said, just try to get some other bodies in there so that he doesn't have to play so many minutes at the five. If you want to, if you want to switch him back and forth, cool. But we're like, we're going through the list. You, would you rather have Mason Plumlee guarding, um, guarding Nikola Jokic? Like, would you rather have, um, you know, Bismarck Biombo or something like that? Like, would you have those, those types of guys guarding Jokic or, Anthony Davis. Uh, it doesn't Jordan matter. The they're all cooked, no matter which way <laughs> exactly, you, exactly. you put it. Like exactly. they're all done that's the that's the point. And so if if, if you're going to be cooked regardless, then you should be doing what's best for you and your team, and not trying to set your scheme up against one other team who has a yeah. who, who has the guy who's won two two MVPs out of the last three. It's a mix of both, though. Like yeah, there there needs to be somebody. They need to have a, they need to have a capable center who can play when Anthony Davis isn't on the court. Exactly. You, you know, you want to you want to build yourself to be as versatile as possible, while also paying attention to like you know who's running this league right now. So it's a little bit of both. I don't think they should like go all out and make that their number one top priority. That that would be insane. But throw a Mason Plumby on this team. That'll be nice. Them dribble moves. I like I like Mason Plumby's bag. I like the passes that he be throwing. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> so I think yeah. That's Mason Plumby bag. That's disgusting. Hey, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. It's there. <laughs> Nah, yeah, nah. so Nikhil just pulled up, uh, or he's currently pulling up the list of the centers. You guys mentioned Mason Plumley. I like Mason Plumley. They have they're gonna have the biannual exception, which that's more than enough to get Mason Plumley. 
And they have, look at these names. Brooke Lopez, they're not going to be able to afford him. Jacopoto, they're not going to be able to afford him. Christian Wood doesn't answer any of these problems. Tom, bring Thomas Bryant back. Like, there's not a lot of good centers on the market. The closest one, yeah. the closest one that you can get that's unrestricted like that is the guy that I just said, Bismack Biombo. And do you really want Bismack Biombo running running your five like that when you're trying to make these deep runs in, into the playoffs? Eh, it n- nothing moves me when we're talking about this. Uh, when we're talking about like the center, the centers that are available for the Lakers. So. You might as well give AD the job and then try and fill the minimal minutes where he's going to be out with somebody else instead yeah, of instead of mo- like instead of moving him topic. to four. But that definitely needs somebody though, because Mo Bum's gone. Like Thomas Bryant's gone. Like they need a body. I don't know who that is. It might be Mason Plumlee. I think I kind of like that. I love it. Y'all sleep. They have Bruce Brown with the mid-level exception, Mason Plumlee with the biannual exception. Yeah, they're cooking. Bring everybody else back. Y'all sleep on Plum Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next team. What is the Pelicans' biggest need in free agency? Ooh. I, I don't Health. even know. NDAs. NDAs. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. Like they just they for real for I guess the last two years, regardless of the roster construction, their biggest need has been Zion's health, and they need him to be on the floor. And and then until then, and like this may seem like a cop out, but you really don't know what you have until you can get a full year of Zion on the floor, and you can't like I, I guess for them. Let's get an actual point guard. I would like to see them for. I would like to see them get a for real point guard instead of CJ running the point. He did a decent job, but he probably he probably needs to be off the team. You can get somebody. You can get somebody who can who can run the offense a little bit more. Did y'all see when the kill just pulled up? Yeah, I saw it. I, I saw it. Zariah. Yo, that is absolutely insane, and man. And this is why. This is why you need you need the NDA. So they're yes. they're gonna need lawyers. They're gonna need a lot of stuff this, this off season. Because this yeah, is this can't happen for eighty two uh, games. This can't happen. Somebody put Mariah Mills in a straight jacket. She's help. <laughs> Goodness yeah. gracious. Realistically, bro. the Pelicans' biggest need, I think, is to get rid of Jonas Valanciunas. Not because he's bad, but they need a center who can be more of a defensive presence next to Zion and Ingram. And there's been rumors that they're shopping. They're trying to get Jared Allen, which I think would be fantastic if they can pull it off somehow. But I didn't really think about it before I saw that report. But I think before last year, we said there's too many ball handlers, not enough defense in the starting lineup. And there's signs that it can be good enough. Like they were good when they were healthy, but I still don't think Jonas is the best fit. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think we said it earlier in the season when they were struggling just to tap in and they shot up to the number one seed. But still, I still feel this way. They probably have too many cooks in the kitchen. They have so many quality players. They're loaded with um, picks and stuff like that. And so if I were them, I would try to make minimal moves and put the type of players that you would like to see around Zion, but at a lower scale. So if you want... Like, try to get the highest quality defensive center or power forward or whatever way you want to put it next to him and see what that looks like 
I don't think they should go ahead and try to cash in on anything that doesn't fit necessarily 100% well. And I think that's like the only thing they can, that they can do because when they're all healthy, they were quite literally the number one seed. And peeps like me are over here busting the Zion for Zion for MVP <laughs> propaganda. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think uh, free ex signings is going to be their biggest deal this offseason. I think it's, it's going to be a trade. They have a lot of pieces there. There's reports that they're trying to trade Kira Lewis, who I'm not even sure I've ever seen him play basketball. Like, he's like barely in the rotation. I feel like. I've seen him on the court, but like, I don't know anything about his game. He has not gotten the run needed on memorable. this team. Yeah, like he's just. I remember him being drafted, and then I can't remember a moment since from him on this team. He was supposed to be the needle mover, man, but yeah. health gotten away. Eh, it yeah, is what it is. But yeah, I think training for a center that fits their core is the biggest need. I think. Or I if it's not a trade, just finding a defensive center of some sort to get them lineup versatility. I agree. It's not Jackson Hayes. <laughs> Shout out next, to him though He's nice <laughs> Next team What should the Memphis What's the Memphis Grizzlies Biggest need in free agency Golly I mean they That's tough because They have a lot of pieces Yeah they you know They just They got rid of Dylan Brooks They told him he's not coming back And they exchanged Tyus Jones For Marcus Smart Who kind of replaces Dylan Brooks So Maybe it's backup point guard To replace Tyus Jones Maybe Maybe that Maybe some some more wing creation, I, I think. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. They, they got Zaire Williams though, who's been like one promising. of their better keep, better kept secrets. Yeah, um, they think they need a wing so, defender though. You know, they were trying to get OG really hard. There, they paying they need oh, a big yeah. wing defender. And now that you have Dylan Brooks gone, that's even less wing size. So, I don't know if it's wing creation per se, but definitely wing depth, high, I, a high level wing. I would, I would. The only reason why I would say creation is because I don't, I don't think that. Like, we saw the Celtics try to put Marcus Smart at the point guard position. And although he did that, like, admirably, I don't think that you want that for, for the Grizzlies moving forward. Obviously, once Ja comes back, um, it, I, can't, I, can't, I can't focus. These teams are coming up. I can't focus. Anyways. This is so funny. Did y'all see this? I'm <laughs> yeah, glad he pulled this up. This kid has an arm sleeve as a fourth grader. <laughs> no. Yo. No. We're, we're, getting, we're getting around the whole model. We're talking yes. about Rats and Roll Model. This is what this we missed. What we were talking about, bro. Uh, I saw a tweet that literally gave me Does a flashback from hell. <laughs> bro, <he's standing> <laughs> oh my goodness! Listen, between this and Baby Gronk, these parents are getting out of hand, man. This is, this is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need to get Yo, what happened to the coach? silly bands, man? What happened to collecting Bakugans and stuff like that, man? <laughs> this world is a shambles. Nah, man. <laughs> these kids are smoking Black and Milds. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the game I loved? This is yeah. this is crazy. Oh my god, uh, bro. We used to be a country, a proper country. <laughs> I don't even want to talk I don't even want, want to talk about Memphis anymore cuz now I'm just going to associate them with tatted up fourth graders, man. Let's yeah, let's yeah, move exactly. on. Who's next? Yeah. They, they need they need a they need a needle mover at the 3. That's their biggest need. Maybe it's going to be OG again. They open those talks if the Raptors blow it up. I'd love for it to be OG, but they need some type of a three that's going to be a long-term presence in this lineup, in this core. Yeah. Also, maybe a backup four because Brandon Clark's going to be out for like True. the majority of the season probably as well. So yeah. So is that nice Santiago Dama's name I'm hearing? Oh, he's nice. Maybe they don't need him actually. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the next team. What is the Phoenix Suns' biggest need in free agency? Bodies. They need. Oh, they need yeah. bodies. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 just it. They just need but bodies. Because they do need bodies for sure. 
And I think it's pretty clear what position. Uh, back, one, they need a starting point guard. Then they need a backup yeah. one, backup two, backup three, backup four, <laughs> <laughs> backup five. <laughs> a new pro, like they need everything. So they, they, they need, need a bench. They need a new bench in its entirety. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, okay, so we'll just say bench depth. I think that's pretty clear. What they, what they, their biggest need is luck. They need to hope that some decent players will take minimum contracts to go there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you have you have Bradley B, Be- Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant running running a three on one fast break, and campaign is making the decision on where the ball oh goes. <laughs> Come on! Man. All right, all right, Nikhil, pull up the list of free agents again. Let's go position by position and figure out who is going to be on the Suns bench. Please, while he's pulling that list up, hey, me rumor, rumor. I can give them five minutes, and I, I, I can. This is ridiculous. All right, so oh let's go God, point guard man. first. Yeah, let's look at guards because. I think they're going to go point Booker and start Booker, Beal, KD, maybe Torrey Craig, and Aiton. Let's assume that. So their backup one is probably going to be campaign. Who's going to be their backup two? Didn't they just trade trade for someone at the from the Wizards who was actually pretty nice? Jordan Goodwin. Yeah. Yeah. So him, maybe him and campaign are the backcourt. <laughs> it's not terrible. Uh, Eric Gordon has been linked to them for a while. Maybe he'll take a low pay cut to come ring chase. I can see Eric Gordon on the team. Okay. Okay. Good fit. Who else? Okay, that, that, that's that's their guards. Let's let's look at forwards now, Nikhil. I this is the hard part because they need a lot. Stanley Johnson, bring him on. Hey, yeah, they they, they, they brought Stanley Johnson teams. and Jabari Parker in for workouts. Yeah. Uh, We're in twenty twenty three. Do you understand the sentence that you just said? We're talking about twenty twenty three, and you just said Jabari Parker got a workout. They're in Mi- hell. Might as well bring in Michael Beasley. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Like, look at these names. If you scroll down a little bit, maybe they get Derek Jones. Uh, oh, that would be actually nice. Kevin Knox? Kill me now. All right, let's relax. I mean, who <laughs> do they have? Who do they have? They're going to bring back Tory Craig. They can get a Derek Jones. They could get a Torian Prince, perhaps. This is making me upset. <laughs> it, it is. It is because it really didn't make any sense. To go at another guy who does the same thing that your other two top guys do. Now you have yeah. no point guard. Uh, you have no depth. What have you done? What have you done? This is Isaiah Thomas's fault. This is this <laughs> is his fault. Yeah, man. They did what they're supposed to, I guess, man. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I have no right. idea what they're doing. Next team. <laughs> the What is the biggest need of the Portland Trailblazers? A plan? They don't. They don't know what they're doing. Direction. <laughs> they, a backbone. <laughs> they have no idea what's going on. They don't know what they're cooking. No, the biggest yeah. news of Portland Trailblazers is a Damian Lillard trade. They yes. fucking commit yes. and get rid yeah. of him. Yeah, set, put, yeah. I need. I need. What's the What's the Blazers? Uh, GM. Does he have last name Cronin or something like that? Yeah. Is it Joe Cronin? Joe Jim Cronin. Send him a King of the Fourth Quarter video ASAP because like, it doesn't take that much brain power to go ahead and just throw Dame Lillard on the market, bro. Throw Anfrey Simons if you want on the market or something. Something needs to happen. Yeah. I, don't, I can't think of a free agent or anything like that that will fix this team whatsoever. I think it's either you trade Dame Lillard or you trade Anfrey Simons. I think they have to clear up that backcourt depth right now because yes. Scoot needs keys of some sort. They can't let Scoot run away as a six-man for too long. And Anthony Simons doesn't deserve the bench either. So if you commit to a rebuild, you can start Simons and Scoot together, which would be weird, but it could do it. 
Or, or if you're going to commit to building around Damian Lillard, they need to trade Simons for a wing of some sort. Or a center upgrade because Nurkic sucks. <laughs> I would uh, if I if I were them I would probably go with the with the wing. I would try and try and get something and then you just you just live with Nurk. With Nurk is there. <laughs> just live with Nurk. Great. Yeah. He's fine. Who amongst us has not lived with Nurk? <laughs> 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 yeah, but there's like not much to say about this team. They're so like in the mud. Yeah, I the feel way- like everyone's just tired about talking to them, bro. Yes, the way Isaac feels about the Bulls, that's how I feel about the Blazers. I actively run from any Trailblazers content that I see <laughs> on my timeline. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, man. We need to get Chris Haynes. He needs to delete Damian Lillard's number. That's the biggest need this season is Damian Lillard <laughs> needs to block Chris Haynes. Please. Next up, what is the biggest need of the Clippers? They, they need a point guard. They They, like... They need to figure out. We're either Is it not either, Russ. Even even Russ. I don't. I think they should retain Russ. I think Russ has been solid for them. Yes. He was legitimately good after he went there. It was a crazy sign to see after he was so awful with the Lakers. But it's good for both parties to retain Russ. I think it was good for him for sure. I think I don't, I don't know. I still think that they can use a little, maybe 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 a backup point. Maybe maybe yeah. that's maybe that's what what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, can, I agree. Can get some. Can get, they can get some more help at the center position because like Zubac is he's he's Zubac, you know. Like <laughs> he's, not, he's not he's not moving the needle in any direction. So no, he's good. They just need somebody behind him. I think he's he's Zubac. I like Zubac. Zubac he's nice. You're, you're sleeping. You're sleeping on him. You're sleeping. On no, him. no, 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 no. I'm not. No, I'm not. Player. I'm not saying he, he's trash. But he's like he's just Zubac. Like that's just, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, what yeah. he is. Right. You know, the, the, he's not like. Hugely impactful. Yeah. He's not moving the needle, as we'd say. Yeah. He does his job. He does his job well, right? But you, you need you need another five, probably probably another backup point. And um, that's probably it. Mo, do you want them to trade for James Harden? If, would that be a biggest need? Do you think they should make that move? If I'm them, your team, your future is already pretty much, no, your future is quite literally in shambles. Sooner or later, <laughs> contract like negotiations, contract extensions, Talks are going to have to start between Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And as you referred to earlier in this episode, Isaac, oh boy, already had a conversation with Paul George about him not playing games and missing games and how like, <laughs> the Clippers is overall a disappointment. So they just need to like start honing in for now and also like we're for now, of course, but also the future. That's all you need to focus on at this point. And so throw out some like the. Th- if you're going to invest into the Clippers, they need some low investment type players. Focus on the young core second half of the second half of the future, bro. So you want them to kind of run it back and not trade for a James Harden type? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like when we saw them against the Phoenix Suns, like they if Kawhi Leonard would have stayed healthy, I ain't going to lie, I think they do probably win that series. Like Kawhi was just that level of different. And we're talking about <laughs> the Clippers winning that series without Paul George too, so I, I just think that you run it back. There's nothing else you can do. Don't force the yeah. turn thing. I think their biggest need is to make a blood oath with some deity that can grant them three wishes, and all three of which will be centered around health. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a blood oath. Very simple. Very simple uh, plan. Yeah, you just got to find a witch, a warlock, anything you can do, any any religion out there that you feel like can grant you mm-hmm. the power needed to keep those needs healthy. Fully embark upon that journey. Get the Illuminati on line one. Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, the the Lazarus Pit, the Illuminati, <laughs> something. Go down uh, to New Orleans, Voodoo. 
voodoo, whatever it needs to Please. be. Put a extraterrestrial, whatever you need to do, <laughs> some type of powers on Kawhi Leonard's knees. Please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The league <laughs> needs it. The streets need it. <laughs> All right, next, we've got two teams left in the Western Conference. What is the biggest need of the Portland? I mean, oh, said the wrong team. What is the biggest need of the Minnesota Timberwolves? A, a car on the town street. We talked about it earlier. They just, they are muddled up at the top. That, their front court really has no direction. It seems kind of clear that Ant should be the guy. Let's get a cat trade. Let's start the next era of this team and let's move on. Yeah. I, uh, more specifically, I think it's a point guard to pair with Anthony Edwards. I think they need a new point. Mike Conley is good for now, but that's not going to, you know, not going to kick the tires on Mike Conley for too many more years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was literally going to say the exact same thing. Mike Conley, um, keep, of course, I think they need to figure out ways to keep uh, Jaden McDaniels when his time comes and just focus on what needs to happen in the future, similar to the Portland Trailblazers. Like, there's not much that you can do now. Just focus on the future and put yourself in the right position to do those things. Don't screw yourself over in the short term. Yeah. I just realized you're wearing a Memphis shirt. Nice. Yeah, exactly. As I'm walking <laughs> around in these streets of New York, some lady was like, oh, go Grizzlies. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm not a Grizzlies fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what am I supposed to say? Supposed to say? Like, Great. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do the last team in the West to wrap up this side of the bracket. What is the biggest need of the Denver Nuggets in free agency? I would say Bruce Brown. Bruce Bruce Brown. Run it run it back. It's going to take a lot because a lot of teams are offering the, the bag at him, and I don't know if he's going to want to um, – do, do they have their full mid-level exception to offer? Nope. No, The right? most they can offer him is $7.8 million. Yeah, so he's probably Damn. he's probably gone. So you better tug on every single emotional string that he has and try to get him to stay. But they're they're going to need uh, – I would, I would like for them to keep Bruce Brown in some capacity. If they don't keep Bruce Brown, then they need to either A, find the next Bruce Brown type replacement, or B, maybe they already have that in the rookie now going on sophomore Braun. So they just need to keep on Brown doing what for they're Brown. doing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just need to keep on doing what they're doing. Um, player development and all that good stuff. I don't really think they have, they have like a – yeah, I don't think they have anything really that they need. No, they don't. They have a great roster. It's like you said, they're great at seeing what's happening with the CBA and knowing they need to replenish depth over the long term. That's why they traded for another late first round pick in the draft. And they they have a lot of young guys who are hoping to be the next out of pop. It's just do what you did with with Brown, like Donovan said. Find the guy on the minimum contract out there that is a value add that you can come in and hope he can turn into something else. Find that Malik Monk at the Lakers had a couple years ago. Just see who you can find for the minimum that can be a difference maker for one year. Yep. Some stuff. Let's get to the East, man. We, we got the East. Let's First sides. Look, what is the biggest need of the Boston Celtics? Point guard. <laughs> Still. Uh, someone who can yeah. actually facilitate for real on a consistent basis because Derek White is phenomenal. He's a great player, but he's not the type of player who fixes the Boston Celtics' number one need by far. So yep. they need an actual guard. They got a lot better, not a lot better, but they got better with the Kristaps Porzingis trade and reconfiguring their team by shipping Marcus Smart out the door. But before that trade, I was saying, we were all saying that the team's biggest weakness is they have no passers, no playmakers. It's been a thing for years. And they lost their only above average playmaker. He was barely above average, but he was solid. And now he's gone for a guy in KP who was probably one of the worst passers in the NBA for all his strengths. 
Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's an issue that's been exasperated, and I don't really know what the path is to get better there, but if they go into next year being the worst passing team in the NBA, it's going to be ugly. It is. Yeah, it exactly. is. They're, they are... They've made a decision that they are leaning on Jason Tatum to take another step in his development and be a great passer. That's what they think is is going to happen. Wrong choice. That's what they think, and that's that's what they're putting their their chips on the table for. So we've said it. We've said it. A million, Isaac, we've said it a million times. Point guard, and that's it. Wrong choice. Yeah, the video that Isaac posted. Hopefully, the link will be in the bio again. Is aging like wine, and I think that will continue to age like wine. Even though Chris Hospitalizing has got thrown into this roster i think everything that you said in that video and their like deep flaws because of the how because of the way their team's structured like everything still hands very holds very true and so until that issue is fixed and addressed like they're i don't want to say they're done they're cooked or anything like that because we still haven't seen how they looked like with porzingis but like the reason why they're out of the playoffs is still not fixed yeah exactly they're gonna have the same issues deep in the playoffs where Offense is going to become extremely difficult because everything is, oh, go get his ass. It's all straight ISOs. It's not no <laughs> Go get his ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no organization and no nobody's making it easier for the guys next to him. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Brad Stevens, though. I mean. Shout out damn, to dog that dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you heard, go get his ass. He's doing his job, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikhil just pulled up a Donovan tweet. <laughs> Jalen Brown can't go left, and now Marcus Smart has to babysit John. It's an evil world. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. It's it's all yeah yeah. Listen, they they need a point guard for real. That's yep. that's it. Like 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 we said a million times, nobody on that team can pass. Nobody is great. Nobody can set the table. And when you get into the playoffs and you get into like real half court basketball, and people need to make stuff happen. You need your bucket getters to get buckets, and they they can't be worried about getting everybody else involved. Yep. Let me know when they want to trade for DeJounte Murray. I, I kind of want them to. I kind of like that. I think he'd be a good That'll be fit. a beautiful fit. Yeah. Jalen yeah. Brown for DeJounte Murray? Let's do it. DeJounte Murray plus everything else you got for Jalen Brown. Thank you. Uh, well, he can't. However, uh, man. All right. We'll talk later about that. Well, that transitions <laughs> us. Let's talk about the Hawks. What is the Hawks' yeah. biggest need in free agency? The Hawks, yeah, I think uh, before this season, and like I think I really like at the start of the twenty twenty at the start of the twenty twenty two season, like our roster was pretty much solidified, and this is like the stereotypical roster that you want, all surrounded around Trey Young. Like everybody's big, can shoot, plus defenders, or at least above average or plus defenders around Trey Young. So. Now that, you know, like things are a little bit discombobulated, they just need to rework their entire offense because things are broken. Like you said <laughs> at the start of the season, Dante Murray, ball in his hands, not a good cutter, and all this other shit. Like it's holds to be true along the type of point guard that Trey Young is. And so offense needs to be really reworked, or you need to get rid get rid get get off of DeJounte Murray so you can commit to Trey Young ball and just live with it. Okay. What about you, Donovan? No, I I, I agree. I think that they're in a position now, especially with John Collins gone, they can free up a lot of their guys in, in the front court. And they also need direction. I think that they're, they're another team last year where with that trade, I think they were kind of reaching and they were just like, let's see who, let's see if we can get anybody that's available, another big name. And the fit wasn't great. It, was, it wasn't fantastic. So I think what Mo said is, is 100% right. They need to figure out 
if if they can get something for DeJounte Murray to really center their team and center their offense around Trey Young. Exactly. Something I want I really want to see them trade for Pascal Siakam. I think just like the thought of it, like if I'm popping on 2K, the thought of it is beautiful. But at the same time, if Trey's going to continue to play the same way that he usually plays, and if we still have DeJounte on the roster, that's going to be super ugly. So <laughs> this team has deep issues. Team has deep issues. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. It's just mix it up. They have a lot of good parts. Like this team has a lot to work with. Even after getting rid of John Collins for nothing, they have like they got rid of some of their their picks to get Dejounte, so they don't have the most draft assets. But in terms of players, they have a lot to move around. And like I say, it's just a different look. I'm not even sure what that look is, what route they want to go, but some type of change, I think. To be honest with you, also to tack onto this, DeAndre Hunter, he probably has to go. He is <laughs> the stereotypical type of person that you'd want alongside Trey Young, but he has holes in his game. One of them is, like, he's just not him. If you watched <laughs> him play against Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum treated him as if he was Trey Young. Like, he didn't know what to do. It's like it's like DeAndre saw a ghost. And then there's that. And then offensively, like, yeah, he can dribble the ball a little bit and get into his mid-range bag and sometimes get to the rim. But, like, I don't want to say he's a black hole, but there's not enough connectivity there in our yeah. offense. And he has, like, some – there's a hole there that's serious. And with the type of player that Trey Young is and the whole infrastructure of the Hawks, it's not going to work. It's a it's good in height. I mean, it's good in theory. But when you're actually doing the math and running back the footage, like, it just – there's just clear holes with that. So, DeAndre yeah. got to go. And I think he's a good value. Yeah, he'll help a team that doesn't need passing from his position. He can go be Aaron Gordon for somebody yeah. to a far worse degree. Yeah. yeah, it just can't be for us, sadly. <laughs> All right, guys. What is the biggest need of the Chicago Bulls? You have 30 seconds to answer before we move on to the next team. I refuse to answer. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, so, I'm, just, right. I'm just done talking about it. No, I'm playing. Um, I don't know. I think they are also a team that needs direction, but for them, they they also need need a, need a point guard. I'm not like – like I, I would assume he's like – he's okay, but he's not great there. The Lonzo Ball – Your 30 seconds is up. I'm sorry. Damn, point guard. Point guard. Rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. Lonzo can't walk. It's okay. He can just stay around Thank and you. collect the vibes. Um, other than that, like keep P will, <laughs> keep IO, keep Lonzo. Everything else should be on the block. To be honest with you, bro. That was a very tight That's thirty it. seconds. Good job. On to the next team. <laughs> what should the What is the Cavaliers' biggest need in free agency? Somebody who can shoot threes, please. From the, yeah, exactly. From the small forward position, to be exact. Please, yes. They need they need somebody to replace Isaac Okoro at the three, and they need to be able to shoot threes. And if they can do that, they will be fine moving forward. Oh, also, yeah. you need to give Evan Mobley a, a, a meal plan too. This year's <laughs> meal plan this time around. It was the way the yeah. boys of Mitchell Robinson was throwing around. Good God, it was looking terrible, bro. Yeah, they the need they need to get they need to get Evan Mobley some uh, Premier Protein to drink every morning. Yeah, you know, yeah some egg whites. <laughs> some grilled chicken <laughs> yeah exactly. whole milk Zoot them thighs up man <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's been a lot of rumors that they're potentially trading jared allen which i don't like want them to trade jared allen but i don't hate it because the simple thing is they have two bigs that can't shoot which is really fucking hard to build around these days damn near impossible to win at the highest level with two bigs that can't shoot so unless evan mobley is going to stretch his range out out of nowhere jared allen might be the odd man out yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think you 
might want to try to run it back and give it another year just to see how far along Evan Mobley's um, shooting can get to. But it's if they're shopping or has the have the idea of shopping Jared Allen, in my mind, that's damn near. I don't want to say brilliant, but it's a good move because you're accepting the type of player that you have, and you're not trying to force him to become something that he's not. You're trying to switch up his arc. You're not trying to switch up his archetype and envision him as like you know something that's not realistic, like the, yeah. what the Boston Celtics are doing with the um, yeah, like what the Boston Celtics are trying to do with Jason Tatum. So I think it was it's actually a good move. Yeah, I just don't Steve know if Evan Mobley's too. ready to be a five yet. Like you said, he's not an interior bruiser. Like, it's possible he'll get there eventually, but I kind of like him as the four. Yeah. Yeah, he's – they like like Mo said, they got they got thrown around. So, they're, they're going to have to fig- – they're, they're gonna Yeah, they're going to have to figure out how to – I think for them, really figure out how to translate what they do in, in the regular season into the postseason and make sure that they can keep that, that same structure. They've had some talks about moving – Darius Garland, I don't think that they're. I think that was fake news. It's, it's that was cap. fake news. That was it's completely cap. fake news. Yeah, I got. I just. Yeah. Yeah. So it's whatever. Completely unsubstantiated. Yeah. So that's the the Jared Allen stuff is, is cool though. If they can they can get somebody who can shoot, that's that's really the moral of the story. They just need more shooting from yeah, what from basically. whatever from whatever position they can get it from. They need people who can hit threes. Exactly. Let's talk about the team that tossed them around. What's the biggest need of the New York Knicks? <laughs> They need another Donovan Cook. They they need they need another playmaker. I saw, I saw. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need a, they need another playmaker. Um, I I think a, right now a lot is from is uh, is on Jalen Brunson's plate, and the two things that you're hoping from is either another jump from R.J. Barrett or Julius Randle to be consistent, and those two things are like. They're very hard to ask. They're very big ass. So <laughs> it's antithetical to who they are as people. Exactly. So they're going to need they're, they're gonna need some 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 more pieces around him that can that can actually create and and knock down shots. And so um if they can go get somebody. I honestly I don't I don't know who they would get at this point, but, but <laughs> no. No. Stop that. Hey, you said you want a playmaker. all I hear <laughs> is uh, you're you're describing him. They can get one of the best playmakers in the world. Not him. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody Honestly, but yeah, not, they, not him. Not him. But <laughs> but yeah, they, I I would if I if I was the Knicks, I would put a, a premium on on playmaking this offseason. Okay. Uh, how are you? I mean, quickly's up to get paid. Are you wanting to invest in quickly? Yes, Mister Nine Figures. I, nine I would. Figure deal. I would. I like. I like. Wait, nine. Okay, not nine figures, but like I like I like Emmanuel <laughs> quickly a lot. Four years, a hundred million. Is that is that too, is that too rich for your blood? Twenty five. Yes, that's a lot for Emmanuel quickly. That is. That, yes, that, is, a that lot. is too much for twenty five million a year for your backup point guard. Twenty max, and that's still pushing it. I'm feeling yeah. a solid eighteen a million a year for Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, twenty twenty five is a bit much. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Obi Toppin? You want him out of there? You want to free him? Ooh. Well, I do want to free him, but that requires us firing Tibbs. So, yeah. and well, that's free him, like trade him, trade him, like give him a home that'll use him. No, I'm cool. I'm cool with him. I, I, want, I want him. I want him what? around. I'd rather. I'd You're rather. Bastard. Why would you want him around? I'd rather Tibbs go than <laughs> than than Toppin. I don't think that Tibbs is the guy to get us over the hump that Tibbs is the guy to really push everything forward. He kind of, he got lucky th- this year because he lucked into Brunson taking this like crazy step, but their offense is very, very, 
isolation heavy and that just that's not a great success for yeah. um for for postseason you know winning and stuff like that so I think we need a little bit more creativity offensively and Tibbs is not the guy to be creative offensively <laughs> yeah all right next team what should the Toronto Raptors do what's their biggest need break it up Break it up. There's so many teams where they just need direction. They need to sit yeah. down and figure out a plan. And it, and for them, they need to figure out if they really want to trade or not trade, but like if they're going to re-sign Van Vliet, they're going to trade Siakam, what they're going to do with this. Are they finally going to trade OG Ananobi? Please, just figure out what you want to do. I, I cannot believe they got they declined four first round picks from the Memphis Grizzlies. Like that <laughs> is an insane fumble. That is an insane fumble, and they their heads got work. Their heads are and egos are so inflated. And I think maybe a year, year and a half, two years from now, they're gonna look at that trade and be like, "Damn, we really kicked ourselves in the foot because now we're trading them for a first round pick." Stuff. I we're gonna say I, Isaac. I think OG's a guy you keep around. Like he's a valuable player. It's hard to find guys like that. I don't hate that they didn't trade him, but I think they should trade everybody besides him and Scotty and just like commit to a rebuild, suck for a couple of years, get two more rookies, two more young guys to pair up with those two and have a core. Because Fred Van Vliet's gonna walk. I think. I think he's gonna go to Houston because that bag's too hard to turn down. If he stays, okay, whatever. Do your whole be mid thing and hope you can be the Heat. Sure, but if Fred leaves. They got to trade Siakam. He's at his values at all time high. Yeah. They got to cash in, get some assets, tank for a year, maybe two years. And like you said, have some direction. Give yourself a chance to build a core that matters and isn't going to just be eight seed at best. Facts. Facts. Exactly. Exactly. Die. That's like the third, <laughs> that's, that's like the third team we've said their biggest need is the tank. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of teams that are mid right now, and but they refuse to believe that they're mid. And they, yeah. so yeah, that's it. If you like that. All right. Next team we got. What is the biggest need of the Indiana Pacers? Hmm. I think they just need more bodies next to Tyrese Halliburton. Maybe you want to look for a second star, but I don't know if like you need to rush into that process just yet. So yeah. probably a four, but you just drafted a four. So Yeah, I think the opposite. I think they have too many bodies. I think they have to clear up that backcourt logjam. They have Matherin, Buddy Heald, Duarte, Naismith, all these guys that are twos, and I think they should move off of some of them and try to consolidate. Buddy Hill's been on the trade block for fucking ever. I think trading Buddy Hill is a good option. You can trade Duarte because he's just Chris Duarte. Like, it's pretty irrelevant. Either way, I think they need to free up Benedict Matherin to be the full-time starting shooting guard to let him build next yeah. to Tyrese Halliburton. Because they have a formula now. It's Tyrese as your star point guard, next to Matherin as your good two guard, and then Turner as your you know star center whatever your centerpiece center with Jairus Walker now to be the guy next to him, that's your front and backcourt solidified, but you got to give Mathen the ability to actually take those minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's cool. I think I think they're in a step. I think they took a step in the right direction, and we said this on the on the draft pod. But getting Jairus Walker, they need to fill out their defensive infrastructure, and they need to make sure that Tyrese is kind of protected on the defensive end, and really just let him. Um, you know, get into his bag. Obviously, push him to be a, a better, you know, like team defender. Be be good in in the spots, but 
you have to fill out the spots around him and with with Walker, with Turner, you can maybe get another guy in there who's really good at, at defense. That can that can really free him up on on offense and just and honestly help them just get into transition and get these stops and get to pushing and doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they were a good team last year when they were healthy. I don't think they have to shake up too much. Just free up the minutes for the guys that have long term value to you. Yeah, exactly. But long term, if Indiana is serious, they need to really just like you just got like you just said, Isaac, put. Matherin in the best position to thrive because you expect him to be the second guy alongside Tyrese because with the way they're built right now, I think they have a legit chance to build a potential contender in the next like three, four years, five years from now. And as of now, it was just all about like who's a core piece, who is a part of our actual like young core, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. For sure. And yeah, and I think Tyrese, Matherin, and Walker is a nice young core to start with. Just empower them all. Definitely. Next up, what is the biggest need of the Miami Heat? Damian Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> they they need they need him for real. If they I don't and it feels kind of weird because like they got there. But this idea of we're just gonna lean on the power of friendship to get us through every single round. That can only take you so far, and we've seen that, right? They can, they can get to the finals, but they can't win it because they don't have enough talent. They don't have enough offensive creation, and it's a lot to put on just Jimmy Butler and hoping that Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin have the series of their lives. So go get a legitimate star who you know can score at a high level, who you know can can play make for everybody else. Take the load off of um, off of Jimmy, and more importantly, take the load off of Bam. Right, Bam Adebayo is he's not going to be the second best offensive player on a championship team. Relegate him to the third role. Go get another guy who can score and keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, I want them to get Kyrie, but to be more broad, they need to shore up their guard rotation. Because Kyle Lowry washed. Or just talks, they might cut him. He's done. Damn, Gabe, cutting Gabe, Kyle Lowry? I know. Gabe Vincent and Max Drews are both free agents that teams are looking at. We saw reports that the Raptors might throw a bag at Gabe Vincent to replace Fred Van Vliet if he leaves. I saw a jersey swap with Gabe Vincent, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and Max Drews. Was it a Miami and, jersey swap, though? Uh, No, it was Gabe Vincent and a Raptors jersey. Oh my god, bro! I feel like we're put everyone in it. God, but uh, <laughs> and then Max Struess is rumored to be being sought after by the Pacers and a lot of teams, so they could potentially lose a lot of guard minutes this offseason. So the Damian Lillard thing is just like to be determined by Damian Lillard. So not much they can do there. Kyrie's Kyrie. If they're interested, I would like that. But even outside of that, if they lose those guys, they got to figure something out because they're gonna have a lot of minutes to figure out. Damn. Uh oh, the kid, the kid pulled it up. Just look at this. Look at the jersey swap, <laughs> bro. This is wow. gross. This is nasty work. Gabe Vincent jersey swaps. We are losing recipes. Wow, they're gone. This they're lost. Exact, this is how you know the Toronto Raptors are in the trenches. <laughs> they need help. This is tough. <laughs> it looks oh, good though. Gosh. It looks right. He feels like a Raptor. I can see that. Yeah, nice, scrappy. You know, not necessarily moving the needle, but he's a good <laughs> just undrafted to point guard to undrafted point guard. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Love it. I guess. What is the biggest need of the Milwaukee Bucks? Oh man, we haven't heard a lot from Chris Middleton. As you pointed say out before the pod, that like we haven't heard any updates a whatsoever. Peep. There's a chance that they might lose 
Brooke Lopez. And if you're looking at, if you put yourself in their position, you have a generational player here and do you, and you could build, continue to build something special or you can cash out Chris Middleton. You know what I'm saying? Like he has nice things that a lot of people didn't expect that would be on his resume. And at this point, like what more, I don't know. What would, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's just interesting. And if I'm the, if I'm the, the Milwaukee Bucks, you, you, you have a chance here to either a like re retool your roster a little bit, which I don't know if you want to do because things are solidified. You were what the number one seed last year, <laughs> or b like running backs. I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's find a way to re-sign Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. I think if you mm. lose those guys, you don't have the flexibility to replace them very well, and it would be borderline disastrous to their championship window. I think to lose both of them. If you lose Brick Lopez, you'll live. Giannis will be the full-time center for a while until you can find his replacement. But losing him and Chris, they're both unrestricted free agents. And like you said, we haven't heard any rumors about Chris. Maybe that's because he's just going to re-sign with the Bucks, and there hasn't been talk because that's, that's what it is. He hasn't been talking to anybody. But I don't know. It's it's a total mystery. I don't know where what is going on with Chris Middleton. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody knows. No, nobody knows. That yeah, that has. It's a it's a very clear. That's priority one. Um, they've kind of, they've gone all in on this core. If you want to look be, look past that, maybe some more some more shooting off the bench, right? Just just make sure that like that the floor can be as spread as possible, and and as wide open. But they have to make sure that I think you said it's going to be disastrous. I think if they don't have Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, at least next season that window's closed. Next season, yeah, yeah. The team they, they, so different, bro. I don't even know what the next move would be. Like that would be crazy. Yeah, they they they, 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 they can't let thing. that happen. They can't <laughs> let that happen. Amen. Yeah, Last team we made it through the whole ringer. What is the biggest need of the Philadelphia 76ers in free agency? They already Good addressed God, it. Man. They already addressed it. They got themselves a new head coach. They mm. they need they needed to get rid of Doc Rivers, and they did. Nick Nurse is in there, and I guess I guess now it's. Now it's try to get some valuable assets for um, for James Harden. Maybe get more than a crumble cookie for Tobias Harris. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think I think they're gonna be okay, even even with just Maxi and and uh, and Harris. Like I again I don't think that Maxi is gonna take some monstrous leap. But I like Tyrese Maxi a lot, and I think I've been waiting for Philly to give him the keys. And so if Harden is truly truly gone, I'm excited to see what he can do at the point guard position. Yeah, I think it, their biggest need is, is it's obvious, right? It's get the best haul you can for James Harden. Yes. It's yeah. replenish your depth via James Harden trade. Go out there and get Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, and Robert Covington for James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually like that. Um, God, yeah, I actually like that. That's crazy. Anyways, I, while all those things I 110% agree with you guys, they probably also need to start slowly swallowing the pill that like the process is probably going to be over because this is now your third implementation installment of the Joel Embiid contender team went through it first with the Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons. And after that, you know, Ben Simmons, and that was an actual real thing for just a hot second. And now you're with James Harden and that folded like a pancake. And so now it's like (laughs) how many more opportunities does a star player have in this league to have real chances? And now at this point, it's just like, I hope that they K 
cash in at the most opportune moment and not do anything to set yourself back whatsoever. Yeah, so. I'm glad you said that because the tweet Nikhil just pulled up is perfectly in line with what you just said. It's from our from this dude, Matt Sponor, who good TikToker. I like his content a lot. Said, to process 76ers have had one of the longest team-building arcs in recent history. Absolute facts. They've cycled through so many eras since they drafted Joel Embiid and did the whole teardown. There's a Ben Simmons era. Jimmy Butler was part of that. Uh, Markel Fultz was part of that. James Harden was part of that. Like, yeah. now they're going to be whoever the next person next to Joel Embiid is. Like, how, how often have we seen a guy, a star, have an era around him like Joel Embiid and have this many renditions of the team? Like, it's crazy. It doesn't happen unless you literally move teams. And Joel yeah. Embiid hasn't done that at all. So it's like he's been through the ringer. Um, and that's like a fortunate thing because you have a front office that's clearly like capable of doing the right things. It's just like, are they, you know, straight up luck. I are mean, they, 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 of like the they traded away thing. Jimmy, they traded away Jimmy oh, Butler. That's true. That is true. They did trade away Jimmy Butler, but they cashed in on him at the right moment. They made a terrible decision keeping fucking, oh my God, Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. That clip lives in my head rent free, bro. And Jimmy it wasn't, Butler's it like wasn't even, it, it wasn't even Tobias Harris. They chose Ben Simmons over, over him, but like, but Jimmy, Jimmy feels like it's Tobias because they play like, yeah, <laughs> they, they both play on the wing, but it's, I love that delusion. Yeah. It's, it's what, it's whatever though. But they, I mean, the process has been over for a couple years now. You know, even even before, like the process ended probably like 2018. Once it was clear that the Sixers are going to be a good team and they're not going to tank anymore, that's when the process ended. But they, I, I got to make this into a YouTube video, man. This is going to be. <laughs> He's writing it down. <laughs> yeah, love my that. chicken scratch handwriting. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, man, that's it. We got through the whole league. Look at that. And I hear sirens in the background, and I think those are the bells ringing. We have Quasimodo up in the tower ringing the bells for TikTok time. Yeah, Let's the go. TikTok eaters, the crayon eaters over here banging on my walls right now. <laughs> Fiending for it. They need that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, we're going to start with the draft. Oh, I, I hope you all prepared up. for this one. I hope you all prepared. This one's little, <laughs> You need to have some written names written down. Let's go. Because this draft is only NBA players whose first name starts with the letter K. Okay. Okay. So... Let's draft NBA players whose first name starts with the letter K. I said that weird. Let me say it again. Let's draft NBA players whose first name starts with the letter K. Who had first pick last time? I did. Oh, I did, and I fucked it up. So Donovan's oh, first, yeah. Mo's second, I'm third. Oh. Okay, okay. Damn. We, can, we, we can double up here. Um, okay. Damn. All right, with my first pick, give me Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Naturally. Nice. Okay, go ahead and give me Kobe Bryant. Okay. Kobe. First off, I'm taking Kevin Durant easily. Okay. Nice. I can go a lot of places with the second pick. Don't do it. Just give me the best wing duo possible. Give me Kawhi Leonard. Nice. All right. Okay. That is. You got. That's cool. Yeah, you got Kawhi. Go ahead and give me Kevin Garnett. Come on. You're not going to believe this? I forgot about Kevin Garnett. You sold. I sold two drafts in a row. You sold. It's okay. <laughs> this okay. is my draft. So I got Kareem. <laughs> Dang, y'all, y'all took. Okay, just let me fill out my, my backcourt here. Give me Kyrie Irving and give me Clay Thompson. Oh, that's exactly what I wanted. Those. That's a fantastic backcourt. <laughs> that's a nasty team. Wait, did you just choose Donovan? Yeah, I got Kyrie oh, and my- Clay. 
Okay, my thing just froze. Wow, that's so crazy. Okay, cool. So you got Kyrie and Clay. Yes. And then you have Kareem. Yep. Okay, cool. So I got Kobe and I have Kevin Garnett. Ah, now this is where things get a little bleak. Um, so go ahead for my this is this is a little steep, but at my five, give me Chris Asperzinius. Okay, okay. Okay. I was, try, I was trying to get him. I was hoping he fell back. I need Tingus Pingus on my team. <laughs> I need a 5-2. It's gross to say this. Give me the spacing. Give me Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, no. You're done. <laughs> and then, do I pick Nasty Man? Who's Nasty Man? Stop that. Oh, no, 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 Okay, no, yeah, I, I, saw, I saw his jersey today at the NBA store. Damn near threw up. Wait, Don't they still him. sell it? <laughs> yes. I went to the NBA store in Manhattan, dude. They still sell it with pride. Oh, crazy. That's crazy. You know what? At my four, I need, I, I need some inside presence. Give me Kevin McHale. Okay. 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 Uh, I should have picked him over. Yeah, this is what I need spacing, whatever. Okay, cool. Picking Przingis over Cat is wild. What the hell? Yeah, no, I don't like cat, bro. If it's deep voice cat, then okay, give me that. But if it's the real cat, I don't want that. All right. <laughs> so, at my point, actually, I think he'll be. I think he'll be available. So I got Kobe at my two. I got KG Porzingis to fill in that wing spot. Give me, give me Chris Middleton. You pick. bum, you <laughs> bum. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yep. Yeah. Y'all told me to do my homework. Worst decision of your life. <laughs> nah. Okay. Okay. Now, now I gotta, now I gotta go, go back to the, now I gotta go back to the list. But, okay. At my four, give me Kevin Love. Good pick. Nice. Nice. And now I have a three to figure out because I, I really, really did not think that Mo was gonna get Chris Middleton, <laughs> and he threw yeah. everything off. I have no idea where to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> for yep. my yep. three, You're we done. are. Go ahead. This Take is coos. gonna be this is gonna be the nastiest pick Take ever. Coos, you munch. You thought I forgot about that. You <laughs> I thought I forgot about that TikTok. <laughs> you got, you got <laughs> go ahead, pick bomb blonde hair boy. Let's do it. <laughs> for, my, <laughs> ah! <laughs> for my last pick, give me Kyle Coos, bro. Ew, 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 ew. You me. have a narrative and agenda that you're trying to push. <laughs> he threw me off so bad. He threw me off. I'm uh, upset. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm upset. Cool. I'm upset. Round this off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so bad. <laughs> I'm so Around bad. Round this off. Give me the cheeks of steel, Kyle Lowry. Oh, my team is <laughs> nasty. Oh, about to pick my him. Team is nasty. Yep. Don't tell me to do my homework. This track is over. Oh. <laughs> you just ruined my plans too. <laughs> Damn, I need uh, Kyle Lowry. All right, I need a point guard, too. Give me Campbell Walker. Yep. Nice. Nice. I'm That's mad. Oh, you just spoiled both of our teams. Yep, this is what I do, man. I'm sweating this <laughs> bitch because I'm fucking AC. God. I'm upset. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> All, right. All right, so I have Campbell Walker, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Kevin McHale, Carl Anthony Towns. Nice. I got Kyle Lowry, Kobe, Chris Middleton, KG, and Chris Osprezingas. Okay. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I have Kyrie, Clay Thompson, Kyle Kuzma, Kevin Love, and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. That's, That's three still and four. a great team. 
three and four is lacking, but that one, two, and five is crazy. I mean, listen, if we're talking yeah. about prime Kevin Love, 30-30, listen, I'm considering, I'm considering 30-30 his prime, so he's giving me 30 and 30 every game. <laughs> yeah, Tubby Wubby Kevin Love was a different breed, bro. Tubby Wubby? <laughs> That's yeah. disrespectful. Now, you should have picked uh, Kyle Corver over over Coos. Oh, yeah. Even more shooting? Uh, you would have crazy shooting if you had that. I mean, yeah, yeah but no- I, I got Kyrie and Clay. Okay. I forget Kyle Corver, and, bro. And, I miss and, Ka- and Kevin Love. Like, I'm pretty good on shooting. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy. Next TikTok. We are going to do a tier list as usual. My hair's all crazy because I was laughing so hard. It's all frizzy. <laughs> We're going to do a tier list this time of the best white players that we can think of. Not the best white players of all time, but a white player tier list. We love race relations on this pod. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this time it's, uh, it's only American white people. No international players. So we've been told we should do that because including like Jokic and stuff is cheating. Okay. Fair. So People are going to be like, what about Curry? Shut up, man. <laughs> it's so stupid. There's so many comments about that. They're idiots, man. I know. <laughs> right. Let's put these white NBA players into a tier list. <laughs> it's a hilarious sentence. White. <laughs> <laughs> First off, GOAT, Larry Bird. S tier. Easy. S. S tier. Easy. Automatic. What about Kevin Love? I think he should be either A or B. I would Kevin B. Love is nasty, but he kind of empty stats. But he was really fucking talented, so I can't say fuck anymore because TikTok likes to take away our money. But he was really talented, so I'm okay with A. Uh, I want to say I want to feel B plus. Kind of okay, we'll go B, there. Whatever, we'll go B plus. But he has to be in B. Want B? Yeah, I don't. Okay. B's fair. In in my head, I can't think of Larry Bird then Kevin Love. Now, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I can't put it there. You're there's right. A, there's you're a tier right. in the you're middle right. between those guys. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> you're right. All right. Next up, Gordon Hayward. Uh, C. Oh, he made it. All Star Gordon Hayward his prime year was pretty good. He's, he's yeah, but he's, he was never on the same level as Kevin Love. He wasn't. He wasn't. He's C. He's C. Yeah, but he also had a very short prime, so like he could be D. Yeah, we might have to go B. We no. might have to go B. No, Kevin Love cannot be on the same level as Gordon Hayward. Why not? Oh no, no, he's not B. He's for sure not B. I said D. Oh D. Oh D. <laughs> oh, that's got yeah, a disrespect. It's a disconnect. Okay, yeah. I say C. Okay, we'll, okay go C. C. we'll go C. If you're thinking D, we'll go C. He's yeah. damn sure not B. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. JJ Reddick. Wait, time out. Wait, I have, a, I have a question. Are we putting these in the tier <laughs> list just like as be based on like how good they were as as basketball players or like or like how good they are at being white boys? Like, because that's, that's what I thought. That's what I Basketball thought. Basketball player. How good they are as white okay. boys. Okay. That's why I had Gordon Haywood at B because I was like, listen, he's a. He's he's a very stereotypical white boy. He should be at least B. Why would we be talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's what I thought. In my head. Head. Okay. No, okay. Players. My bad. Little disconnect. We're here now, though. We're back. <laughs> okay. We're back. We're back. Okay. JJ Reddick. Throwing all old man in the three. He's a S tier, but on the court, he's a C tier. It's weird yeah, to say. Yeah. He can't be in the same tier as Kevin Love. If it was podcasting only, S tier. C fair. Yeah. Yeah, one of the greatest shooters easily of all time. So slept on <laughs> for no reason. Jerry West. S tier. He's the S. logo. He's the yeah. logo. Are, yeah. are, are we putting or are we putting him in A just because he played, you know, when they had no three point line? Is he in the same is he in the same conversations as Larry Bird? I think so. In terms of white players, yeah, for sure. 
Okay. Yeah. You can all be S tier. S tier. He's the second best white player of all time. He's got to be S tier. Yeah, easy, bro. Adam Silver. You, you know I got beef Mixed with Adam. Feelings. You know I have beef with Adam. Some days I want to say B. Other days I want to say he's not even on the radar. Exactly. <laughs> I'm playing Adam Silver in D. Ooh, D tier commish. <laughs> yeah. All right, D tier. Let's do it. <laughs> Listen, he's no David Stern. I'll say that. Exactly. <laughs> Last one, Kevin Herter. Uh, sir, Ooh. he is not white. His name is Kavon. He does not belong here. <laughs> he does not belong here. You <laughs> oh, belong on another tier list? I think he... Yep. <laughs> let's be real. He he should be a D, D tier. He's not nah, as he, good as... Nah, that's, that's where he belongs. He's there. Yeah, D tier. You don't want to throw an Austin Love Reeves it. in this guy? Austin Reeves. Yeah, Where's he at? Uh, all, all time? D. D. All time? Yeah, all, all, all. <laughs> I don't know how I said that. D, yeah. <laughs> on the way to C, though. Yeah, I'll be there eventually, probably. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Love they it. call that boy Hillbilly, Kill- Hillbilly Kobe. He has to be a great <laughs> NBA player. That's funny. Next thing we're going to do, Mo, I think you have some tattoos to show us. Ooh, yeah. So for the audio listeners and the YouTube <laughs> watchers, too, we're going to make a TikTok segment based off of rating NBA tattoos could be tattoos that players actually have or stupid ass fans or stupid fans. So, um, <laughs> Nikhil, <laughs> you got all the ammo loaded up yep, and we up right are now. going to react. So here goes the hooks. That's Let's fine, rate these NBA tattoos from one to 10. Cool. All right. First up, we got this Boston Celtics disgustingness. <laughs> Listen, it would be a one. Because they lost, but they lost in the finals. So he was on to something. He was cooking something. So I give it a two. <laughs> okay, we'll give him a two just for commitment to the bit. I think it gotta be it gotta be a three though because he could kind of cover that up. It's not that hard of a tattoo cover up. That's a whole banner. A what are you talking about? That's hard. <laughs> it's those a are, whole banner. Bro, those are solid black lines. Bin. You're gonna have to cover that up with a block. <laughs> two. Yeah, that's a three. You're gonna have to cover that up with a fucking flag. <laughs> Listen, don't, oh, don't tell him that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Bostonian, you know. <laughs> yeah, don't tell him that. You see his face? That is anger. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, what's next? The next one we got. Ooh. Mike Muscala. Oh, not Mike Muscala. My bad. <laughs> we got Mike Scott in the infamous emoji tattoos. Come on, man. You, you a grown Bro, these, man. These were bad back in the day when I saw it. And I was like, those are the worst tattoos I've ever seen. Seven years later, they're worse. This is horrible. Even, what makes it even worse Grown now man, is dog. the Snapchat tattoo. Nobody <laughs> uses that anymore, man. Back in the day, he must have thought this was cool. He was showing the hoes in the club. Look what I got. Look at these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's a zero. <laughs> nah, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's, a, it's a straight zero. Think about how bad those emoji sweatsuits were. And then think about this man has that on his body all day, every day. Forever, no, this is terrible. They're not going away. Look at the other arm in the back. Look at the look at the <laughs> forearm. He has like a family <laughs> emoji family. I've never <laughs> seen that part. Oh my this man god, sucks. this is new to me. Yeah, this has to be this one man of the is worst forty movies. emojis deep. He has depth. This is nuts. <laughs> grown man. He has the deepest emoji grown, bag in the NBA, bro. He got an emoji village. <laughs> oh, bro, fucking zero. This is ridiculous. Yeah, zero. Nah, this is this is despicable. Bro. Absolute zero. <laughs> all right 
Next up, <laughs> we got the John Morant. It's a parade inside my city <laughs> tattoo from a Boston Celtics fan. This is peak insanity, bro. <laughs> that is not John Morant. That is a Dominican barber. <laughs> that is Cat Williams. <laughs> a Yo. fan of another team getting this? I, I, I can't talk. It's that bad. It's that bad. What is this? I kind of want Does he have a, a gun? He has a gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Listen. For, for comedic purposes alone, this is a ten. <laughs> this is a ten. This guy's insane. That's he crazy. does not operate Bro. on the same reality scale that we operate on. He's in his own world, living with a different set of rules. This is a ten. My thing, I, it would be a ten, but the body placement. Why I gotta be on your thigh? Out of all places, <laughs> you want you want to be like taking a number two when you are gonna see separated somebody sit. Like, what are you doing right now? I think he could have put that on his back, on his ass, on his like, bro. Anywhere else but the thigh. Yeah. <laughs> placement well, was just terrible for me, man. <laughs> ten. This is great. I'm with it. Next up, we got. RJ, <laughs> RJ's basketball in the middle of the J. I'm in the middle of the R. What you got? What you guys rate this? What's it? Did LeBron draw this? I don't LeBron know. This? <laughs> this looks like something that you draw when you're just like when you're tapped out in high school. When you're just drawing stuff on the notebook. This looks what that no, is. He had senioritis and he drew this and took it to the. To the <laughs> he had senioritis and he drew this and took it to the tattoo parlor that night. Listen, in two thousand two, that's a nice logo though. I'm gonna give this a seven. At least it's Rugrats exactly. ass logo. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rugrats. Done. In 2002, they weren't that great. Right Rugrats now. powers? All right. <laughs> yeah, for his time, that must have been hard for sure. But this made, this aged like quite literally. <laughs> Does he still have One. this? Probably. Yeah. One. All right. Next up, y'all going to love this one. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yes, got sir. Jason oh. Williams white boy tattoo. This is hard. I ten out of ten. Nobody said ten. Ten, ten out of ten. He knows Look who, who he are, is. Bro. I like Facts. this. He's yeah. in touch with his culture. He's a man of roots. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Ten exactly. out of ten. Good Everybody job. You know Williams. where they come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. On the, Always on the knuckles. On the knuckles is incredible placement, bro. What Drake says at Hardly Home, but I'm always repping. Jason <laughs> Bar. <laughs> this is easily a 10. <laughs> this is easily a 10, bro. All right. Why is there Next white up. why is there white bread behind white. him? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even see that. What type of photo shoot is this? Because he's white. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> what? I thought it was clear cut. So so random. What does that have to do with anything? What's on the left side? Is that Xanax? What is that? <laughs> Oh, it's white chocolate. Oh, it's white chocolate. Oh, God. You thought this was a political statement? (laughs) Yeah, and then there's dimes in the background, too. God, it makes sense. Makes sense. This is a hard photo. Minus the bread. (laughs) With a random (laughs) PS2 controller? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Wow. Yeah, this is hard. This is is Austin Reeves before Austin Reeves. (laughs) Yeah, this is a dull W. Yeah. So next up, <laughs> oh man, what we got we got Dejounte Murray and or Dej- we got Dejounte <laughs> Murray, <laughs> we got Dejounte Murray and his Invader Zim ass tattoo that he got when he was sixteen years old or something like that. Because is that God. alien? Is that alien have a grill on? 
know what he has on, what? bro. Is he iced out? Look at him. Did his parents <laughs> sign off on this? <laughs> he had yeah, to get bro. this as an adult. This is this is the peak of I'm of I'm 19. And I just got a million dollars. What can I do? Exactly. This is this <laughs> yeah. is awful. This is terrible. I'm getting this at zero. <laughs> Well, listen, yeah, we've given bro. some pretty low grades, and this is better than some of the stuff we've seen, so I'm going to give like a three. He put but a I'm... grill on an alien, Isaac. <laughs> no. Look, no. Yeah, I thought it was a baseball with eyes. <laughs> no. This is a zero. Okay, it's a zero. You can have it. At the same time, this looks like I'm a disgusting. fish kind of too. I ain't going to lie. This might have to be a zero. It looks like a, a plethora of things, which is it's terrible just for It's scary. I just don't want to look at it. It's not even scary. It's just weird. Does he have a child? If I if he if he has a daughter, it would terrify. He has me. two kids. Oh, those kids are <laughs> horrified every night. Imagine, imagine putting your kid to sleep and you turn to the right and she's like, <laughs> terrible parents. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that was ass. That was the last yeah, one. That's terrible. I think that was the last one. That was perfect. <laughs> the killful of LeBron's drawing, yeah. I love it. This had to be. This had to be LeBron. This had to be Dejounte Murray's <laughs> tattoo artist for sure. Mark got Same a big vibe. ass head though. My bad. <laughs> LeBron is a goofball. Yeah, dude. He's hilarious. Uh, okay, next thing we got. We're gonna do something we did a couple weeks ago. You guys loved. I'm gonna name NBA franchises, and we have to talk about who their best player in team history is. Let's do greatest it. player. Greatest player. Legacy talk. Yep, I love it. Who is the greatest on. player in this NBA team's history? The New York Knicks. <laughs> My fucking voice cracked. Is it the New York Pat? Knicks. Yeah, it's Pat Ewing. It's Pat Ewing. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's no, no conversation. No Clyde Frazier love. I don't think it comes close. I mean, Does no it? Walt Frazier love. Nah, I would, Ooh. I would, I would say. Listen, Walt, he got, he got the chips, and you can, you can make that argument, but I think Pat. Pat probably embodies what it means to be a Nick. The the Dave most. DeBusher? Nah, it's not Dave. It's not Dave. Phil Jackson? <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm just talking. It's Pat. <laughs> nah, it's Pat. It's Pat. Pat had yeah. it, Pat's the most talented superstar they've ever had. Easily. And I think there's there's a sizable gap for that too. So it's kind of a no brainer. Respect to Walt though. The New Orleans Pelicans slash the Hornets. Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, no Ooh. prime prime hey, Chris Paul is the Chris best. Paul also didn't do shit with the Hornets. Yeah, so they were both top five players at their peak. Both did absolutely nothing. I don't know how to parse that. Chris Anthony Paul, Davis. prime stop, prime Chris Paul. <laughs> people, people were saying that prime Chris Paul was like robbed of an MVP, and Anthony Davis was never at that point where he was robbed of an MVP. He was there taking. They they were they were actually making runs. With that, with that team, yeah, just because they had a terrible team around Nancy Davis, but they were both extremely high peaked. Yeah, are y'all taking? We're taking. Anth- uh-huh. Are y'all seriously taking no, Anthony Davis? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. We can go Chris Paul. Yeah, it's close. You'd be surprised. I, I to, yeah, you'd be surprised how little Chris Paul did. Like we rag on AD for accomplishing nothing. Chris Paul didn't do anything. To the Hornets either. So like it's close. But I'll go Chris yeah, Paul. that almost won MVP thing. It's the hardest thing on his resume right now. For Great, the, he didn't win MVP. Hornets. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> keep, 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 keep that same energy. Keep that same energy when we talk about the dudes. I love it. Yeah. I remember that. it's Anthony Davis. Like, he's also another NBA top seventy-five legend guy. Like it's not like, time it's great. a schmuck. I'm not comparing yeah. him to Zion. <laughs> Come on now. All right, next team. <laughs> 
The Brooklyn Nets. Damn. I mean, it would be... This is hard because nobody accomplished anything in that jersey, really. I guess... None of my talking about. It's Dr. J. It's Dr. J. It's Dr. J. I was thinking Jason Kidd, Kevin Durant. uh, I don't know. It's Dr. J. I think it has to be. Yeah, it has to be Dr. J. I think... With how with what he meant to basketball as a whole, and then also including the level player he was, easy has to be Dr. J. Inspiration was L. Yeah, and who who'd be second? Would it be Kevin Durant? Like even though he's only there for a couple of years. Personally, I'd say KD. Secondly, sure. no, it would, it would be Jason Kidd after that. Oh, because he made the finals. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. The Golden State Warriors. Is it Wilt or Steph? It's Steph Curry. I can't believe you just asked that. This is a trick question. Do you really, <laughs> do you really act like there was an option here? It's Steph Curry. <laughs> uh, well, it's it cut and dry. <laughs> yeah. Cut and dry. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> I almost made a bad joke. <laughs> okay. The Houston Rockets. Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem. Yeah. Easy. Easily Hakeem. Yeah, Hakeem. Easily Hakeem. It's Easily. obviously Hakeem. Who's second? Is it James Harden number two? Yes. I, yeah. I think it got to be Harden. Yeah. Is is he like Hakeem's obviously number one? Is James Harden just as easy number two? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I w- I would say so. I don't think there's I don't think there's anyone necessarily in that conversation for real. Yeah, they don't have a lot of greats in their history. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, exactly. They're really lacking. Okay. But hey, they got lucky, so it is <laughs> what it is. The Los Angeles Clippers. This I, is bleak, man. It's either it's either Chris Paul or Blake Griffin? Who are, who are we giving the nod to? I feel Chris nasty Paul. picking Blake Griffin. Really? Okay, like, wh- cool. Then I'll give it to Chris Paul. I have like, no, I have what, no- what's the argument for Blake over Chris Paul? What's the argument for Blake over Chris Paul? He was there a little bit longer. Blake wasn't even... The best version of Blake Griffin wasn't even a clipper. <laughs> you know? no, that, oh, that, that, 20, that 2015 playoff Blake was ungodly. He was insane. Stop. That is true. That is true, but his first year in Detroit, first full season in Detroit, was different, bro. Yeah. All around Blake Griffin. For sure. That's so. the year we saw skilled Blake Griffin that still had a little bit of athleticism. He was crazy. Yeah, exactly. I think I have to go with Chris Paul, personally. Yeah, not a lot of great options with this team. Chris Paul by default. They've Could been have been in, Kawhi, but he's made of glass. They, they've been <laughs> in the mud for decades. Yeah, the Clippers, <laughs> yeah, the Clippers, Clippers history is bleak as hell, dude. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor, what a poor franchise. We have one more TikTok to do. This one is going to be another one of our bread and butters. An old versus new. This man is slurping. It's going to (laughs) be old versus new point guard edition. Glazing. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to name some point guards. You guys tell me which one's better, old or new. It's going to be former players and current players on the same team. So which NBA point guard was better, old versus new? (laughs) <laughs> Trey Young or Pete Maravich? Listen, respect to Pete Maravich. I bet you were <laughs> a boss in your day. But you <laughs> could not hold Trey Young if he was playing with one arm tied behind his back. I'm, I'm giving Trey Young the, the nod. I just know that he's a better basketball player than Pete yeah. Maravich. Yeah, for if sure. you put Trey Young back in that day, bro, they gonna put they gonna think he's doing some voodoo wizardry. Yeah. It would not be real with Trey Young. They'd have him burned at the stake for witchcraft. It'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> you no, know a lot of people overrate Kyrie Irving because he's flashy. Pete Maravich yeah. was the OG of that. 
he was overrated for being flashy. And Kyrie was way more skilled than he did Pete Maravich. Pete Maravich yeah. might be the most overrated player in NBA history. Even back in the day, all he did was run around and fucking throw fancy passes, and people were like, <laughs> "Oh man, the kids love all his gonna be at your dough." He was tricking people for sure. <laughs> <laughs> OG respects though. <laughs> all right, this one I'm being loose with the term point guard. Allen Iverson or Prime James Harden? Allen Iverson, Prime James Harden. I I know Prime people want me James to say Allen Iverson. I think I'm going Prime James Harden. It sucks, but it's Prime James Harden for sure. But we're and I it's think it's kind it's of kind of unfair record. though. It's kind of unfair. We're talking about with this franchise though, right? That is true. I, I, it's just old versus new. I don't know. Mm, I'm just say Prime if we, if James Harden. I want to ruffle feathers. It's not interesting to say current James Harden versus Prime Allen Iverson. I wouldn't have picked it. Yeah, exactly. Prime James Harden for sure. It's not even close, bro. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it's not even close to be disrespectful, but let's be real. It's really not close. Nah. Yeah, respect Allen Iverson. The finals run is an impressive notch on his resume. Something but, that James Harden doesn't have. I'm going against him. It's Allen Iverson. <laughs> I'm not going to say Allen Iverson's a better player because he won one more playoff game in his perfect run. <laughs> nah, listen, James Harden couldn't do it. Yeah. He got to a game seven in the conference finals. I'm sorry, dude. They, they missed 27 straight threes. I'm still going him. Allen, exactly. Allen Iverson never missed 27 straight threes. <laughs> he got he got a bucket when it was necessary. James Harden couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, right. you yeah, you put you put Allen Iverson in the same type of infrastructure. Maybe this is a, a different conversation, but it's not right now. And that's just a hypothetical. Exactly. James Harden. <laughs> you said exactly like the wrong side. <laughs> You're wrong for that. Yeah. Uh, when it comes down, there's only been several players who have ever been the best scorer in the NBA and a top three to five passer at the same time. It's like LeBron, Jokic, Harden. I, I gotta go Harden. All right, go Easy. go go ahead and lose those playoff games. <laughs> Allen Iverson, playoff winner. <laughs> oh no. All right, next up. You'll see. <laughs> Jason Kidd versus Luka Doncic. Is Luka already better than Prime Kidd? Yeah, for Is sure. He? He's played five seasons and made four first-team All-NBAs. Remind the kids how good Prime Jason Kidd was. Listen, Prime Prime Jason Kidd as a passer is ridiculous. And Prime Jason Kidd was out here making back-to-back finals with Richard Jefferson on one side, Kenya Martin. Like, they, they didn't have too, too much talent. Listen, he did have Vince Carter, but... Listen, yeah, you're Carter. talking too much. Listen, you get yeah. no, 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 no. But still, but it's like you still have no shooting on that team whatsoever, and they no are shooting. It was 2001. So listen, relative, exactly, <laughs> relative to what everybody else had, they had even less shooting. And Jason, <laughs> and Jason, and Jason Kidd was still doing stuff. Back to back finals. I, I, they're both. I want to give it to Kidd. They're both like top tier passers of all time. Luca's a way better scorer. Kidd's a way better defender. It's kind of tough. I don't like Luca, Luca's vibes. Give me 30, 10, and 10. Give me Luca, bro. Luca, Luca be crying. <laughs> I don't like it. Give me Jason Kidd. I'll go Luca, but just barely. I'm just giving Luca benefit of the doubt for he's going to keep getting better, but it's close. TikTok agent like milk. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our episode. If you're still here, what should they comment? Mo, you decide. What should they comment? <laughs> bro. Oh, never mind, never mind, my bad, my bad, my bad. I got to decide. If you're still here, comment. Comment, Mo and Donovan make a channel. Comment that. <laughs> I got a channel. Mojo99. Donovan, <laughs> what's your channel name? I actually don't know. I actually don't know. Say it's coming. Hell. It's coming. 
Say make some make videos, Mo and Donovan. That's what I want to see you comment. It's on the way. Make some videos, yeah. Mo and Donovan. It's on the way. It's on the way. You're making a black hat. You're making a black hat. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to keep on the low, right? Trying to surprise people, right? Hey, go ahead. You got us. Cop our merch. <laughs> subscribe to Isaac Gutierrez. Follow us on Twitter. Um, black hat. <laughs> all that. And until then, Crown Eaters, we're out. Nice. See ya.